comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode 196 for season three, episodes one and two of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm your host, Craig DeManda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newirth. Hey, it's that other show we also talk about sometimes. Okay. <laughs> yes, they've been waiting for us. They've been Everyone's been waiting for this return. Is it us returning or Fear the Walking Dead they're returning for, Aaron? What, what do you think it is? I was going to make some kind of joke and say it's a careful balance, but but it's not. It's everyone here that's listening to this podcast that isn't, hasn't given us a one-star review on iTunes is here because they like us talking about Fear the Walking Dead more than they like watching it. <laughs> there you go. That sums it up. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. While we're talking about returns, I was excited about our special guest that returned in this opening of the season. And, you know. I was so happy to see the wedding cake come back. So, so seeing that, what I'm convinced the producers listened to this show, and that was an Easter oh, I egg. Know they do. Okay, okay, and that was an Easter egg just for you. All right, it I'm, was an Easter egg, some flowers, some sugar, a little <laughs> bit of milk. Yeah, you know, it, it's all there. It was a little weird when, when, when Strand winked at the camera and said, this cake's making me feel mighty chubby. But, you know, after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the outtakes, right? That's it. Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hey, this, this show can't go too long because you, you don't want me here when it's too long. Well, it's a double episode. We'll, we'll, we'll chomp right through it, though. We'll, we'll, we will. I, I burn everything to the ground. I, I thought you... that was a miss. I burn it to the ground. He already told us already. It's all, all this place is going burning. It's going to be destroyed. Mommy, mommy, I'm tearing this place up. It's not going to be here in a couple episodes. You think so, mommy. huh? Yeah, he said it. He's like, mommy, I'm, oh, if I'm here too long, I can't do it. He I said that. Yeah, Nick said that. It's like, I can't hold back. It's like, I can't hold back. I'm crazy. <laughs> crazy, Nick. I'm crazy. And believe it or not, we were joined by Mr. Jim Dietz. Hey, hey, did, did not an asshole. Now, hold on, hold on. Do you realize, Jim, Jim this is not Jim, The Walking Jim, Dead. Jim, Jim, this is Fear, The Walking Dead. Just making listen, sure you know where we are. Okay. Listen, what? we don't want to lose him. All right, okay? all right, all right. All right. I'll, I'll take it easy. guilted him what enough. Is, hold on, what show is it? I thought it was... It's the dead people. This is not Rick and Carl. This is the other group, it's, man. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, yeah. This, is the, this is the Walking Dead holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's old man clothes Nick or whatever. Actually, they have a lot in common. I mean, Madison's pretty much Rick, if you think about it. Yeah. Well, we n- n- now she all. is. Yeah, after tonight yeah. she is. <laughs> Even though she only got like three people. She's like, that make take everything. Does that make yeah. Alicia Coral? Coral. Uh, well, it's Nick. 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 I, like, I like to call you know if you're you've heard about a bitchy resting face. Yeah, Alicia has sad resting face. She does. does. Like even when she's trying to look happy, she's looking sad. Well, I'm, forlorn, I'm you know? convinced every time they do another close up, they have somehow her eyes have gotten bigger. Who, Alicia? Yeah, like yeah, the doe eyed look, like, huh? Yeah. Well, you know she. She needs to cut her hair or something, cause or, or dirty her face up, because she just I'm attracts every creep. Daryl, she gets the creep uh, every episode. There's somebody that wants to creep on her. Yeah, that's true. When she's around, so it's like I would be so scared. I would be sad if I was her, because every dude, every dude she comes across wants to take her, kidnap her, or do whatever to her. All so right, the I, one brother was creeping on her, but the other brother was creep, creeping on uh, Madison there a little bit, right? He I mean, likes that milf. He <laughs> likes the milf. She, 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 she yeah. reminded him of his mom. So. That's right. The mommy thing going, huh? Oh, mommy. Man. Ah, oh, so we're back, folks. Uh, thanks for hanging in there in the little interim between The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. There really hasn't been much news happening out there. We didn't uh, bring you a show in the interim. Uh, nothing really much happening. Kind of quiet, but it was a it was a break. But we missed you, and we're back again for these several episodes. Now, what they did was they sandwiched the first two episodes together as kind of a two hour opener um, for this season, and they kind of did this at the end of last season. If you remember, I was going through my notes. They smushed yeah. two episodes together, kind of to end it. So, I don't know Which if they're I trying forgot. to get this. Yeah, I forgot that. I don't know if they're trying to just get over, get, get this over with already. Is that what they're doing? But I mean, they, they're trying to make it something big. Although, well, I, was say, I think I think AMC just has a lot of shows going on, so they need yeah. to kind of clear the schedule out as soon as they can. Gotcha. Uh, that said, similarly, I think the both first episodes in these two-hour blocks uh, started off uh, stronger than they ended, but we can get to that. Plus, you needed more room to have more commercials for Preacher season. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. and, and Those are cool commercials, by the way. I kind of like are that. Cool. They're great commercials. <laughs> all and we'll be covering that on DCTV Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We will. But here's the big disappointment. It's like, and I just realized this that there's no hashtag anything for Daryl or for uh, Aaron to to review. But, but that always happens during The Walking Dead, though. Right. Yeah. To, to tie into fear. So you're saying there should be. I know. I know, man. It's tough. Just you know, something. You'll have to hang Chubbs. in there. Chubs. You Chubs. know what, Aaron? Chubbs. You're a writer. Make something up for us. Chubs. Hashtag <laughs> Aaron's. Chubbs, we already have Fear of the Walking Dead to talk about. We don't need more treats during this podcast. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Walking Dead's the one we're like, we need something to get us through all this nonsense. But Fear of the Walking Dead is like, this is just easy street. As long as we get one Lando impression, then I'm good. Okay. He'll, well, sprinkle, we'll sprinkle, those, he'll sprinkle those in as usual. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, when we get to the second part, you can do the Lando impression. Uh, well, uh, the second though, episode, I mean, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, second episode have plenty of that. The second episode shows that this show will take chances where the uh, the main show won't. Though, I mean, they killed off like one of the mainest of the main characters. Yeah, and you know, without blinking an eye, and that's the kind of chances the parent show used to take, but wouldn't dare anymore. I mean, imagine the uproar if they tried to kill Carol or Daryl or. Well, I think you know. it had to. I mean, I think t- it to was be more... fair, I mean the, the the season premiere did kill off two major characters in The Walking Dead. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I think I mean, they had may, to, though, the clean house. Major, but. I mean, I don't know. I, I see Travis as being more of an integral character to, the, to this than Sasha was. Or, you know, I mean, no, the, here, Travis is there at the beginning and Glenn, stuff. Glenn, 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 Glenn. I'm talking about Glenn. Well, I know. I, yeah, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn more him. Yeah. But he's but, not as popular. The, I would, but you'd have to remember, though, the show is but, not is not the same, Jim. Not the same as Walking Dead. I understand. <laughs> but, I, I mean, they tell us, well, they, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. They telegraphed what happened to Glenn way ahead anyway. I mean, we, knew, right. we all knew it was coming. Even if it hadn't been in the book, we could. it was telegraphed ahead of time. Travis's death in this came kind of out of the blue. I mean, he was bit. We knew he was bit. We didn't realize he was good. I mean, them getting shot in the helicopter was a surprise to me. And you know, I didn't know who was shooting at them, and I right. still don't know the story. Right. So it just seemed like the kind of the surprise uh, death that they didn't really like allude to or foreshadow at all that they used to do in the old show, and they don't really do anymore. That's the I, 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 question. I, a question I have is: Was I the only one in this room that was a little bit happy that he was gone? <laughs> Well, like, uh, we have to wait. Let's let's wait till the next episode. Yeah, together. because right. I, ha- right. I have mixed feelings about that. Actually, now. I have yeah. things to say about, but that's you know we yeah. have an hour. We have an hour to cover before we even right. get to that part. Right. right. And <laughs> all I, right. All right. Let's let's just jump right into it. So, okay. episode one was called "Eye of the Beholder," directed by Adam Bernstein, written by Dave Erickson. The second episode was called "The New Frontier," directed by Stefan Schwartz and written by Mark Richard. So, the cold open for the first episode. Obviously, there was a time jump from the end of last season because we see Madison, Travis, and Alicia being dragged into, I guess, an armed compound of some sort. And they're kind of power paramilitary guys, they're like militia guys. They're not really military. They're wearing the uniforms, but kind of loosely. They're like wannabe soldiers, they kind of look like. And we're assuming that they made it north of the border, but again, we're not really sure yet where they are. And well, they start the- with that bit. I'm sorry. They start yeah. with that really big overhead shot, too. Um, like looking, you know, looking down on them from from way up high. Like yeah, I made a note of that. Shot. Actually, it says, yeah, that you see this overhead shot where they, you see the dead the dead bodies kind of surrounding the entrance and mm. uh, rotting away under the sun. Alicia starts to struggle with her captor. Madison tells her, "Hey, just relax, chill out, be cool." Um, once they enter, Travis is separated from the ladies. He's driven off in a separate pickup truck. Again, another cool overhead shot there showing this large base. Like, you see the truck driving off, and they kind of pull up and do this really cool... You know, this whole episode, I have to say, was very cinematic. In a lot of ways, they shot this thing. This, this I was, think it was, yeah. They, it was, really, yeah. They pulled a lot of stops out, and there's a lot of these shots. You go, wow, that was really good. And even the CG, like, at the end, I'll get to, but, I mean, um, it was really good. Like, it was on, you didn't even notice it in certain parts, so they're definitely getting better. Regardless of opinion on the episode overall, I would agree that yes, there's a level of cinematic flair that I think benefited, and I think the the opening in particular, this for you know leading up to what I think was an appropriate use of the theme music yeah, that we yeah. have gripes about. Yeah, um, I think that whole section felt just as good as the third season's premiere of The Walking Dead, which was when they when they're prison. kind of like yeah, well, when they're leading up to the prison, they're kind right. of working as like a unit, like the the whole dog food scene and all that. And they're just, oh, you see like, owl and stuff. Yeah, I remember that it, one. It was yeah. com- it was completely dialogue free and everything. Just the kind of efficiency of storytelling there. I think that was echoed here um, for its benefits. We'll get to what happens next, but I, yes, I do think it was effectively shot at the very least. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Adam Bernstein, I'm gonna keep a lookout for for the episodes he directs because this one was definitely on point. Um, Travis is brought down into a building, which is apparently a, a chamber of horrors. I mean, it's at this point you see hearing gunshots, <laughs> yeah. people screaming oh, yeah. in terror. I'm, uh, I'm having thoughts of like Terminus now at this point. I'm like, oh wow, they're in this. I think they channeled a lot of Walking Dead in this. Yeah, I was thinking episode. that too. And the soldiers record Travis's height and weight on the way in. They write the number 42 on his hand with a magic marker. 
He's then brought into some kind of storeroom where there's other prisoners sitting on the floor along the wall, and he sits down and awaits his fate with them. He kind of scans the room and catches a glimpse of somebody captured. We'll later come out to find his name is Steven. He'll, he'll pop up a little later, but then he also sees and kind of locks eyes with Nick. Uh, once his eyes, once Nick's eyes kind of open up for a moment and they realize that they're both in the same place. And this is where the music really ramps up. And you're right. It's like it really yeah. for this. It seemed appropriate. Like, you're right. At this point, it's like it really was. It did fit. You know, you're right, like this chamber it, of horrors it, and they're in this place now. It's like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it blends into it. Well, like it doesn't just like straight. It doesn't do a smash cut to that music. It blends into the music, which I think it for both episodes. I think it actually does that, which yeah. is yeah. effective. Maybe that was the whole idea from the beginning, and they just didn't get it right until now. Like they just they were trying to do that, but they never really got it. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> you could you could say that for a lot of things about. The show. <laughs> After commercial, uh, once the guards leave the room for a moment, Travis makes his way to sit next to Nick. He tells Nick that his mother and sister are here as well. Nick asks about Chris, actually, and Travis just kind of makes his face, and Nick realizes that he's gone and, and apologizes. Mm-hmm. Um, Luciana then asks Travis if he saw anyone at the border. I guess she means the Colonia folks. And he replies, just the dead. So right. this is this is one point I'm kind of scratching my head. Are we to assume that they wiped out the entire Colonia? They're, they're done? That whole group is gone, like 40 people. They're all slaughtered. The only ones to make it back are the ones that they took back with them? I mean, is that I'm kind of what assuming, happened to them? I'm kind of assuming. Because he was, he was leading that whole pack right at the end at, at the border. Right. He had like 40 yeah. people with him or whatever yeah. it was, well, 30 I mean, people. I think it's a mix of some were taken out and some were taken into this uh, right. Universal Presents Fear of the Walking Dead House of Horrors walkthrough maze. So. <laughs> right. right. And, and a few probably escaped. I said it's a new hashtag in the brain. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. So Nick explains that, um, you know, look, he saw this place. He thought it was a refugee camp. Travis says, look, he couldn't have known any different. It looked like it was that same thing, too. Uh, and then Nick asks if they came looking for him. And Travis says that he had to, and he was taking him to his mother and getting him out of here. So Travis is like, he's like, look, yeah, yeah, we came looking for you, but don't worry. Don't worry, son. I'm going to get you out of here and get you back with your mother. <laughs> he's get, he's get, where did this guy come from? He's so mean now. He's like, well, serious and stuff. Like, I was, I was, good. I was wondering about <laughs> the whole time because I was like, where, where is this? Where did we leave Travis on the last season? Last season, Travis, like, he, he, he destroyed some guys in the room right like the teacher right the he killed the, the, guys the, the yeah the, kid, killed, the bros the bros that, the bromigos. yeah the bros the bros that yes that like were responsible for chris's death um r.i.p chris i'm sure we're all still feeling sad Whoa. about that um and then like <laughs> what happened after i'm trying to remember where travis well i think part, i i kind of think that all of this was him feeling all that anger and guilt and like this was his, i guess they were finishing out his transition of being that um, at first, remember, he was always slow to act. He was always, this is good. We should be human. We should be good people. We should, you know, and, and he wasn't proactive enough, I don't think. And then a lot of people got hurt and killed. And, and I think this is all of that coming to, to Travis. This is now he is hardened Travis. This is this is supposed to be like in The Walking Dead when that when that person had that light is taken away. It's. Now I can kill a million zombies for with my bare right. hands because I'm, you know, it's gone. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And, I'm, yeah. and sadly, as opposed to Rick, um, the, the statute of limitations on what Travis is able to do, he gets right. punished for, which is yes. something we'll get <laughs> yeah. to. Right? Very much so, yeah. 
So we cut to an office where Maddie and Alicia are holed up. They're looking around for any way to escape or to fashion a weapon. Alicia is again regretting that chasing after Nick. And it was kind of a little line they dropped in there, but this is a theme we've been hearing from her. She keeps trying to convince Maddie to stop chasing after Nick. Every time we do, it's nothing but but problems. She even says it blows up in our faces or it's blowback Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, they started playing TLC and waterfalls. (laughs) Don't go chasing. Yeah. Chase. A lot of tears. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> Maddie, of course, said that's what they had to do. Fine. The door opens. Troy walks in, introduces himself very politely, asks mm-hmm. Maddie to sit, and offers them some tea. He also right. apologizes for the way they were handled on the way in, but said they had some problems before with people coming across the border, attacking them for their supplies and whatnot. Maddie responds, you know, we weren't attacking Troy. <laughs> automatically when this guy starts talking I'm just not it's like okay she should be like I don't want no scrubs because this guy I right. Don't trust <laughs> right they started singing they did, they did. <laughs> Troy responds they still have to be processed it's all part of a security protocol or whatever and that Travis is being processed elsewhere okay that's creep language for we take the men away and then we do what we want with the women is that how you translate that is that what it is okay. yeah, yeah I always worry when they start talking about processing <laughs> they always yeah, seem to process the pretty women to the one side and then the dudes get processed to the other it's, especially like it's in people of color yeah, like, yeah did you guys yep. not notice like the kind of heavy-handed oh yeah oh, going on here oh, okay. uh, yeah. i just wanted to bring that up i'm not you I mean, know i'm not saying i'm not saying good or bad on either side i'm just saying it, the, the it was there political statement was there in the, the show context was there, yeah. i mean to yeah. it to the shows not to necessarily the show's credit but for in case of context they are you know at the border looking for people that are crossing right. I mean, it's you're, you're not exactly going to find a ton of white people crossing. You no, know, my favorite part was when they had the banjo and they went, yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> they told Travis to squeal like a pig. That's yeah, right. Man, when, when you, when you saw the rest of the too. soldiers outside doing donuts in their Confederate flag charger, I mean, it was a little <laughs> bit much. <laughs> Stars and bars, baby. <laughs> So Troy asks uh, what they were doing in Mexico. Maddie explains they have a friend that had a place there. Troy asks if that friend was Travis, and she stammers a bit, but admits, no, 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 Travis and I, we're together. And Troy says, oh, like he's really disappointed. He's like, wah, like wah, that. right. Why at no point did they say we were in Los Angeles when all this went down and we went to Mexico? Like, that's exactly what they wanted to say, Chubbs. I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, like, at no point do they say, "Look, we lived in L.A." We're Los Angelinos. We're like, look at us, dude. We're just, we just, we're on the wrong side of the border when when everything I'm went sorry. down. Honestly, I, mean, I actually, all ca- I kept. She has to do is break out her Uggs and some pumpkin spice Starbucks, and it's <laughs> it all. I, I honestly thought I I missed the part of dialogue where they said that, so I just kind of assumed that they said it, and it just didn't did. matter. Yeah. No, she was being she was being cagey about it, and, and, and Chubb's right. Why? It's like, hey, we're Americans. We were in L.A. We we took a boat down to Mexico. It didn't work out. Yeah. Now we're back. It's like, okay, you That's know, very weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Like I would I would cry white quick if I was her. I'm sorry. I I'm mean, white. if it can save my life, I'm white and American. American. I, mean, I don't want to die. I'm not Mexican. That's just real. That's just real. I, I, I'm no I'm no, I'm no Mexican. 
Yeah. The point where the profiling really started to get to me was when they had to keep say, when Cliff Curtis had to keep saying he's Maori, and it's like they're really hammering this home this this oh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, didn't he make a crack like go, oh, warrior stock? Something yeah, that, like was, that. Yeah, was that was down yeah. the. Yep, he did. But it, but just... I was also I almost thought it was somewhat of an inside joke where there he started kind of naming the things that he could be, which called to mind the video of all the different uh, races that Cliff Curtis has played in different movies since he. Apparently, like. What bothered me is when Samuel L. Jackson came in the room and just said, I don't trust them people, and walked away. And I, was just I didn't like that. I, I missed I that part, too. That. I missed that scene. I was that in the Blue Light or something? Yeah, or? that was the uncut and when they were oh, in that I little totally room. Missed that, dude. They were tied up. He said, I don't, tr- I don't trust them people. Don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> So Troy's disappointed that he hears that uh, Madison and, and Travis are together. He just says, oh, and starts scribbling some more scribblings in his notebook. He's obviously a bit disappointed. Ultimately, he says that they're they're the only Americans there, meaning I guess Madison at all or all of them, and that uh, once they check out their story, Madison and gang will be set up with provisions and sent on their way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Back downstairs. Isn't that what yeah. they told Rick and them at Terminus? Yeah, oh, yeah, Rick, have some barbecue. Yeah, just just. That's what, that's what the governor the governor told Michonne and uh, and uh, um, told them that too. You know, here, here. Every evil oh, group on your way. Yeah. You're on your way. Yeah. Every evil group says that. It's always the case. Andrea. Yeah. Andrea, that's it, right. Yeah. It, it's the nice ones you got to look out for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back downstairs, Troy walks in to check on the killing experiments the soldiers are doing. And they apparently killed a prisoner and wrote the time of death on his forehead with a marker. And they were taking bets on how long it would take for him to turn. And they're saying, well, this guy's a little fat, so it's going to take a little longer or something like that. Took two bullets to kill him. I don't know. They were just joking around about this stuff. Fat shaming is not all right. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, he's real chubby. It's going to take a little longer for him to to turn. Tired of this. By the way, the the lead guy that was like you know killed the fools in the place. Yeah, uh, that Willie. I not, think his not, name was his character's Willie? name. Yeah, Willie. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Michelangelo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. The the new ones. Oh, oh really? really? That's him. Okay. Yeah, yeah oh. that's Michelangelo. Oh. <laughs> I just I, find, I, I saw his I saw his name in the credits and like which one, where's he? And I was like, oh there he is. Oh he's 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 the he's the, he's the worst one. Okay, good for him. But it's funny on IMDb it's like he had no credit. Like his name was there, but there was no name like character name next to him. But then I figured wow. out. His name was Willie. Just watch, watching it twice. Damn, he's being punished. He's, being, yeah, he's not being. <laughs> he's even thinking the credits right. Damn. So they're trying to be pseudo scientific about it, trying to draw some conclusions based on the person's height, weight, ethnicity, how it affects their time to turn. That's the the science these guys are doing. These these psychos are doing. Troy opens the eyes of the dead man just as he's turning, and you watch the eyes. This is pretty cool, actually. Go from just dead to that bluish zombie color. Mm-hmm. And I like that scene. I thought that was really cool. It's pretty neat, you know, seeing it happen like right there, and and he was immediately brought back. Um, then he they wrote the time seventeen seventeen on his forehead that they continued to make notes and exchange money based on the you know the wagering or whatever. So that's the game they were playing. In the holding room next door, Troy goes in and confronts Travis, calling him out. He asks if he's a Mexican or a Persian, and Travis says, "No, I'm Maori." Troy is impressed. Says he's Polynesian warrior stock, like you said, Jim. It's a shame because he would have liked to learn if they turn at all or how long it takes, but they may still find out. Like he's kind of on the fence whether he's going to kill Travis or not yet. All right. Nick chimes in asking for his mommy, and Troy <laughs> tells him to ease his mind. He's like, hey, 
Take it easy. Mommy? Yeah, he goes, take it easy. I'm not a savage, he says. And then Travis stands up and says, that's good to hear. And that Luciana over here needs medical attention because she's dying. Troy's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to her. And he's like, no, 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 she needs attention now. He's like, uh, Troy says, everyone here dies. It's the only mercy I can offer for the sick and the maimed. So obviously, I, I should, yeah, I should note that I, 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 as much as I was, you know, immediately on Troy's case the second he popped up on screen, um, I do think this is probably the best like character in this episode as far as doing something that's effective. I think he, he, he has both kind of the, I don't know, the charm and both and the menace that you need for this yeah. character to work. Then I think it's played effectively as opposed I, to being wildly over the top villainy. Yeah. I, I think this guy works. It's funny. Cause I want to add, I watched this with my mother, right? For the first time. She's never saw any walking dead stuff. She's wow. never watched it. What I've been taking care of is, uh, it's and this is how you introduce. Yeah, it's a pretty rough she, episode to start you out with, man. Yeah. But she's fine. I mean, but listen, she she had me watching The Godfather when I was a kid. Okay, she's not. <laughs> yeah. She's Luke, no Luca punk. Prazzi sleeps with the fishes. She's, yeah. she's no punk. Um, but she looked and watched the show, and the first thing she thought of was Nick was an asshole. Hey, that's the first thing she thought. Really, she did not like Nick right away. Wow. It, when it, I it came was, back to the show, I realized that that was the one thing that hadn't changed really. <laughs> yeah, it was visceral. She, like, out of the group, she was like, Nick, as we watched it, Nick was the one that she really did not appreciate. And she didn't like the decisions that Madison made as well. She thought it was really dumb. Like, why would you turn the light on and cause that hotel thing to happen? Because we're still seeing that. So I explained that what she did. And she was like, why would you do something so stupid? Like, it was funny that just just watching that one two-hour uh, premiere. Because Madison was pretty even-keeled, like, these last couple episodes. Yeah. She wasn't like, so you guys say, Mom, you haven't seen anything. You haven't seen the crap, the crap yeah, she's that, done, I mean, man. That's you know? little. That's <laughs> little. <laughs> oh, man. So back in the office, Maddie's still flipping over chairs and couch cushions looking to improvise some sort of weapon. Alicia says that Troy's going to kill him. But Madison disagrees, says, look, we're being treated too well for that. It's something, he's got something else in mind for us. Alicia gets annoyed at Maddie tearing up the room and simply removes a butterfly knife from her boot and gives it to her, like, here. <laughs> when Alicia hands the knife over to Maddie, she's, like, instantly hit with regret, I guess, over killing the guy in Mexico. I guess, was it Oscar? I don't know, I remember the guy's name. Whatever, whoever she killed. Uh, I forgot about him already. Yeah, I know, man. Maddie tries to tell her it was the right thing to do, and that if mm. uh, there is any more killing to be done, she'll be the one to do it. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Downstairs again, Stephen begins to whisper to Travis. Stephen is the other prisoner, uh, that his women aren't safe. Stephen says he has a plan to get them out. He was just waiting for a big, strong guy like Travis to help him out of the compound. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that didn't sound <laughs> ominous. Convenient. <laughs> Just at that moment, the gang round up more victims from the waiting room, including Travis, Nick, Luciana, and Steven, and bring them into the killing room, the, a.k.a. the bathroom showers area. One man is being dragged, as they're being brought in, one man is being dragged to the shower area. He's pleading for his life. Like, no, please don't kill me. Says he has a family. Soldiers don't care. They just yeah. shoot him point blank in the chest. All right. And Travis has this cold... Icy stare, like that was a yeah. that was a He's Rick look right there, man. That was like a, that was a Rick look. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. Not today, yeah. not tomorrow. I'm yeah. gonna kill you. That was that was that kind of look. And I was like, oh man, this is the yeah. Travis I've been waiting for. You know, and, too you know, bad it took this long. Then... <laughs> yep. pull it right out for me. Hey. Finally, hey. it's it together. Uh. So after the commercial, some time has passed, and the guy who was blown away has since turned 
and is still chained to the shower faucet. Steven is again whispering to Travis, saying that he won't. Uh, he's not, uh, saying, this is not going to be me. They're not going to do me like this. I'm not going to die like this. Travis asked how he's going to be of any help in his wounded condition. Apparently, Stephen's wounded or some, something. And Stephen scoffs and points to Luciana and says, well, she's in worse shape than me. Travis says, she's family. You are not. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> and, he looked and said, I'll stop you right now if you say something else. <laughs> and again asks him, how are you going to get us out of here? Stephen says he knew some... Pendleton Jarheads, I guess some, you know, some Marine guys or whatever. They used to drink together at the same bars. He knew that the base that they're at now was under some kind of expansion when everything went to hell, and that there are these sewer tunnels that run under the facility that can get them out. And just so happens, they connect to narco tunnels that will get them across the border. And at that point, Aaron, I don't know, man, I was, I was thinking this is where it connects to Passage, but you Nothing. may... Th- I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I texted you earlier. Did we, did we see this guy in Passage? I don't think so, right? He wasn't around. No, this guy wasn't in Passage, no. He wasn't there, right? Okay. No. No, no I mean, I, I get Because there was some confusion. Like, there was guys that were around. Like, maybe he was one of those dudes. I don't know. Like, was that was that him? I don't know. I mean, any of those... I'm pretty sure all those guys are gone now, as far right. as Passage goes. I mean, that, oh, yeah. the, by, the, by the end of Passage... Sorry. Uh, hold on. By, 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 by the end. Yeah, come on. Get it right, Aaron. Please. By, by the You're end out of practice. Uh, come on. I, I haven't said it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the end of... What the f*** is it? By the end of... T, is it T-Mobile or Verizon? I forget. T-Mobile. Unleashed <laughs> by T-Mobile. Unleashed by T-Mobile. By the end of Unleashed by T-Mobile. Sorry. By the end of Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by... Unleashed by T by T Mobile, <laughs> Live Moss. Live Moss, yeah, that's about right. The uncarrier. The uncarrier. All this. I mean, all of those guys are like that whole the, the actual passage got invaded by walkers. So I mean, there wasn't a. There, there's no chance that anyone's coming out of that thing alive at that point. It's just the women that survived, and the the jury's out if they're going to make an appearance on the show. But like as I was telling you, <clears throat> Flight Four Six Two, like that was making an effort to, to like be like watch this and remember them because they're going to be on the show definitely, no question about it. Even right. if it's for one scene or two, a character yeah. will join the main cast yeah. in season the, two. The, yeah, this being made, pulled this, on a raft behind the main characters. Yeah, this this made like passage made no such attempt to do that. They're just like we have this thing going also. Okay, okay. I, I I'm okay with that just because he even said somebody shot him, like he said that. So then he left the tunnel, the Steven this is, and looking for help, and then he got grabbed by these guys. Yeah, and and we haven't seen anybody from uh, from that uh, from that miniseries in the show yet, have we? No, and like Aaron was saying, maybe the only two people to survive, at least that we saw, were the two ladies. So, I mean, maybe they'll turn up eventually. Who knows? So just then, one of the head henchmen comes up with an idea. I guess that's Willie. I think it is Willie. I didn't know his name when I was writing the notes at this point, but it's Willie. That they should speed things up since they're pulling out in 24 hours and kill two victims at a time now. And that's exactly what they do. While Travis, again, just watches with this icy, that cold look, man. They zoom in on his face as as they shoot two more people right in front of him. Back in Madison's holding office, the girls are both asleep while creepy Troy is watching Madison as he scribbles Mm -hmm. more notes. He's just creeping out right there. Uh, This time he brought them coffee. They didn't drink it, though. Maddie wakes up and asks, what is he writing? He says, oh, just observations. I'm like a nature boy. I'm always writing things down. You know, yeah, right. Creepy. Maddie asks if they passed their processing test yet. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you, You passed with flying colors. Then she asks about Travis, and he's like, well... There's a different criteria. She then asks him if he's dead, and she says she loves him. 
Troy asks if it would really hurt her if he were. Well, yeah, duh, obviously. Back down in the dungeon, Travis starts to engage the three captors in conversation, asking why the dead are littered around the perimeter. One of them responds that Troy discovered that the walkers have senses, that they can smell... They don't like the smell of death. So if you litter dead people around you where you are, it kind of re- repels the the dead. Even called like a force field or something is what they said. Right. Um, and and, and Nick, Nick's just sitting there like, God, God amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, Nick thought he was just a man. I, I can do anything. Yeah, I invented the bloody face. Come on. I invented that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> please. Yeah, that was last year. It was like, <laughs> Travis, how many had to die for that little tidbit? And then he starts calling them sick and starts to call them out for what they are. He's basically antagonizing them, um, that they're murdering for science, that, you know, again, he calls it sick. Um, and why aren't the other people from their community there helping? Like, do they even know what the, what these people are doing? But Travis is doing this for a reason, because all the while he's distracting these guys, he can see that one of the two corpses is starting to turn, like he's twitching. And the guards decide then it's time to continue killing so they grab for nick but travis then stands up and volunteers he says no 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 take me don't take him you don't want to hear my my talking anymore you don't want to hear me anymore just just end me i want to go um they agree and they strap him to the wall when he quickly i mean they agree it's more he's like standing up and pushing himself into their guns essentially like it's hard they're not gonna say like no (laughs) like he taunts them like he says he's like oh he even said something that troy said before like how do you my my people don't turn is what he said like meaning the maori people like he said that yeah Yeah. it's uh, like i i because we're gonna get to a bunch of like action and stuff and i just want to say like the Part of me was like, well, this is a fun, not fun, this is a interesting place to be in, and I wonder if they're going to stretch this out to make it into like a good chunk of this, like a half, you know, the first half of the season or something where they're in this base and it's just nonstop nastiness from these people. Hmm. And then I, I really quickly realized, no, this is just like the premiere, so they're going to like make this big set piece thing out of this base that they're in, and it just kind of gets, it just gets less interesting for me. That's kind of why I'm not saying too much because I'm just kind of like, all right, these guys are over the top evil, there's nothing to them, and blah, 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 we got to move on. Like that's where it is. And well, yeah, we'll get to this other stuff, which is cinematically, as we mentioned, it's interesting to watch, and especially some other bits that are coming up with Madison. But I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> there's things that you could have done, I think, with this that could have made it basically like a, a, a you know a couple episode stretch of Day of the Dead made it to a TV series, but they did go that way, so whatever. Yeah. So they agree and begin to strap him to the wall, uh, Travis. That is when he quickly hits one of the guards. At the same time, Nick lunges from his sitting position and just like attacks the other one. And before you know it, they're in charge of the situation. Somehow, in the confusion, again, this is these, these some quick edits here. One of the guards' throat is slashed. I don't know on what or whatever, but one of the guards is down. It's hard to see who did it, unless you guys caught that. I really couldn't well, see. Well, like, it. like, well, uh, what Travis kind of like he he body slams one guy or like you know kind of does what he can with his hands tied up right and then and then nick gets up basically trips one guy and then like pushes him into a walker so the walker bites his bites his bites his neck oh so the walker bit the neck i couldn't see what got the neck so i gotcha okay so they did did use the walker there okay he basically yeah he used his shoulder because his his hands were tied up too he's basically used his shoulders to kind of knock the guy into the walker's mouth (laughs) so that works well thank you because i couldn't see it i'm about two watches i didn't i didn't catch that it happened so quick is it just me, or there are a couple of scenes in this episode and the next that were like kind of really poorly lit, to where you couldn't tell what was going on? I'm, I'm thinking. No, I agree. Oh, it's yeah. more, it's more editing if anything. It's just kind of. Yeah, it just seems like it's it's, quick it's, edits. Yeah. 
Well, I understand that, but like, just like even the lighting, I, you know, it's hard to. I mean, following it's hard, uh, the action is hard enough when it's not edited well, but when there's also you know lack of uh, good lighting in the scene, it's really hard to. Oh yeah, I, I hear you. Fun. I mean, I I think if it was edited better, the muddiness of the scene just it's you know that's just atmosphere. I think if you just you know take a wide shot or two, you could you know just see what's happening. Right. But yeah, there's yeah. But yes, I, I would agree with you. Yes, it's not the most competently shot action as far as getting every detail down. Like it's like, all right, they moved around and people got killed. Moving on, that seems pretty much. So they're in charge now. Like they're, they're they're escaping. So back to Troy and Madison. He tries to explain to her that this area is done. That they're pulling out, and he wants to take her and Alicia back to his home. And again, Madison asks, "Where is Travis?" But he tries to say that their resources are limited. He starts going on that line. Suddenly, he hears a gunshot outside and runs out, locking them again back in the in the office. We then see Travis, Nick, Luciana, and Steven running outside. They split. Travis kind of stays behind and is caught quickly by the armed guards. Nick and Luciana are led uh, to one of those drain pipes that Steven was talking about. He opens it for them. They get in, and just about as he's he's about to climb in, he gets shot like twice in the chest or the belly or whatever. He's still alive, but he's like bleeding, and he's pretty much done. Um, at the top of the drain pipe, before he dies, the guards catch up to him, and Steven says, just shoot me in the head, shoot me in the head. But instead, Willie just slashes his throat and throws him down the drain pipe and says happy hunting. I guess to mean going after Nick and uh and Luciana. Yeah, people people need to wise up on the whole ask for one thing and get the other because that seems to happen a lot in movies right. and TV in general. Oh, yeah. Do the, do it to me this way, please, guy that wants to kill me. Yeah, sure, I'll satisfy that thing you want. Why not? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> After the commercial, Travis is handcuffed and being led inside uh, a building by four guards. Troy enters the room. He's like, dude, what happened? They inform him that one of theirs got killed and two of the prisoners escaped. Troy is not happy, shaking his head, saying, oh, this really mucks things up. And he was just having a pleasant conversation with Madison and how he's taking her to his home. And Travis didn't like that. He starts lunging. He starts like trying to break free once he heard Madison's name. Troy orders his men to bring him out. Instead of downstairs, back to the the lab, they call it. Says, no, no, no. Bring him out back to the pit. In the tunnels, Nick is dragging Luciana. Again, she's still really hurt from her gunshot wound. She wants him to let him go. Let her, you know, leave me behind. I'm dragging you. You know, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you behind. I'm, I'm slowing you down. But he refuses, telling her in Spanish that he will never leave her behind. Nunca. At least for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Troy toes back. Uh, Troy goes back to see Madison. This time, she tries to attack him with the, with the knife, but fails. Mm. They mm-hmm. wrestle for a while until she grabs a spoon from the desk and shoves it into his eye socket, and then orders Alicia and, uh, to go find a vehicle and let's let's get moving. Well, I quote my mother as she yeah. says to, to, about Alicia. Why is that child sitting in the corner? Like, just like you better get up and help your mother. <laughs> like that was basically her problem with that with that scene. Because she got thrown, but not that hard, right? She was just, like, a little bit knocked, but not, She like... was struggling. She sat in the corner and cringed, and that was not the Alicia that we were supposed to be used to. This we... is the new one, I mean, you know, one that would fight, fight. She fights back now. She doesn't uh, yeah. sit docile anymore. So it was just weird, as her mother was getting thrown on a table back and forth, that she just sat there and just uh, yeah, let it the... happen. She was playing the long game there, and it really failed. <laughs> so outside, Alicia is looking for a vehicle that works, and she sees a chopper coming in for a landing. Um, and again, she's still looking for a car. Back oh, in the yeah. tunnels, Nick pushes open this huge steel door or gate or grate, whatever you want to call it, at the edge oh. of the compound. 
and bad move because there's like 150 walkers on the other side. Well, that's what my mother said. Why did this dumbass not peek first before he knocked (laughs) the whole thing down? And I was like, you are so right. I can't argue with anything you're telling me right now, Mom. We got to have your mom on the show. She's got some pretty good observations, man. Yes, she does. She said, don't do that. Don't Don't do that. that. (laughs) You did it. You did it. And this is a point where, I mean, obviously they were CG, but they were really good. Like, you know, it was another, it was another overhead shot. You really couldn't tell. Like, it was a good, no. really well done kind of shot there. And, and and that's it. They start coming in towards the uh, towards the tunnels there. Travis is being led to the uh, well, pit. Hold on. Uh, yeah, because this is like, we just talked about the other action scene that's hard to see. It may be quite, it's like, it's just, it's inconsistency. Like, I see, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's always, like, if there's something good happens, then you get something taken away. And that's what it feels like. It's like, <laughs> Why wasn't that fight scene shot like this fight scene? Like it, right. it, looks, it looks clearly better, and it's it that goes with just the structuring of all this too. It's okay. <laughs> we can keep moving. Well, gonna, there's one gonna... thing at the end that really gets me, but I'll get to that at the end with the with the zombies. But we'll deal with that in a second. <laughs> Travis is being led to the pit uh, in the back, kind of a gladiator style. He's thrown in there to deal with like I guess six or seven. I couldn't really count that are loose, and there's about fifteen or more locked behind a a, a chain link gate. We then go to commercial, and they do this kind of weird, like, they zoom in on his face. I don't know if you caught that. It was kind of this weird, uh, like, uh, camera work, and right, and they cut the commercial as you see his face. In well, the extended, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. In the, ex- in the extended cut that had Samuel L. Jackson, it, it has Travis saying, good grief, right before the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> after, after the commercial, Madison still has Troy hostage with a spoon in his eye, and they're now outside, and Troy orders the armed guards surrounding him to give give a wide berth, lower their weapons. Madison again shoves this a spoon. Made me cringe yeah. the whole time that spoon in the eye. I was just, ugh, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> she again shoves a spoon in deeper and insists uh, he tell her where Travis uh-huh. is. And Troy gives in finally and guides her. Says, oh, "Behind the buildings, over there." Back in the pit, though, we see Travis is in beast mode. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm loving this. He's taking out the walkers with a Uh, cinder block. He did this WWF-style body slam on one of them over the rebar. Uh, The guards at the top of the pit are, like, placing bets if he can do it or not. This is great. I'm loving this. I'm like, this is is awesome. Um, On the last few, he actually punched them. I don't know if you saw this. He actually punched the walker like he's... In a boxing yes. match or something like that, he does like this double, like an uppercut and a jab, and he punches mm-hmm. him and then throws so him to the side me, of the pit. Yeah, you told me the protagonist is thrown into a pit to fight against zombies. <laughs> that's so original. It's I so mean, original. What, We've yeah, never seen this done before. That before at all. Wow, that's great. But where has this Travis been? Like, this is the Travis I've, I've wanted I've, to see. This big dude. It's like you know, yeah, you want to see him kick kick butt like this, like you know. I've never, yeah, I've never seen a Maori do this before. The Maori, yeah, yeah the warrior stock, right? right? Yeah, they're yeah. warrior yeah. stock, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Cliff, Maybe if you should have busted out a haka first. That would have been great. If if, Cle- if Cliff Curtis and like Keisha Castle Hughes come back for Whale Rider Two: Apocalypse Time, and it's just them versus zombies, I'd be all about that movie. I'm just telling you right now. I know. I think they would. Ju- I, I think they. Tried Tried to, the game they tried to play was they wanted to play with gender roles, right? And have Madison be the the one who's the more aggressive character, and, and, mm. and he be the one that's not. But it didn't work for his. It didn't it work didn't. the it, way it, they it wrote. Was so it. passive for a while, you just wanted to yeah. throw something at him, right? After yeah. a while, yeah, it's true. Now he's lost that. Oh well, he's done now. We got to get rid of him. That's yeah, that's interesting. So when he's finished, he wings a cinder block at the head at Willie, which is kind of funny. Willie just kind of like ducks. Quick too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Willie just laughs and says, oh, you should save your strength, because then he springs open the gate holding the rest of the walkers behind in that, in that pit. Mm-hmm. Madison is still holding Troy hostage, and then his brother Jake appears, and we're, now we realize he came in on the chopper. I just landed. Jake says, okay, whatever happened, it's my brother's fault. I know it's his fault. Just let him go. Madison insists they bring I like yeah. I like that line right away. Right away, I'm like, I can trust this guy because that, that sounds exactly like what's supposed to be happening here. But he's, <laughs> he's calling out his own brother for being an asshole. He's like, yep, this that's par for the course. Like, I get it. <laughs> that's Troy. Madison insists they bring her to her family, and Jake actually agrees. Like, they, they come to some kind of agreement, so they, you know, she takes a spoon out. Back in the sewer tunnels, zombie Steven has resurrected and appears and pins down Nick. Uh, Alicia is nearby. She kind of hears Nick screaming from where she is, and she opens. Uh, I'm sorry. She sees. She go, looks down one of those grates, and she actually throws the knife down to help Nick. And Luciana grabs the knife and dispatches Stephen, Zombie Stephen. But not long after, Alicia herself is captured and brought to the pit to join Madison and Travis. This is this is my issue right here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's everyone like escapes and gets recaptured again. It's just, yeah. it feels oh, as, yeah. as much as I like, you know, Hey, we have a big set piece for our big opener. It's, it's wasting so much time. Like, like you look at yeah. like the, I don't need to compare this to The Walking Dead. I'm not trying not to, for the no, most part, no. when we talk about these. But when we look at like the Terminus episode, it's not like Rick and Glenn and all of them got out of Terminus, then got captured and went back to Terminus. They got out of Terminus, and they met, they found a way to make that compelling for the whole episode. This is like we need to, but we need to like fill in 40 minutes, even though we know what we basically want to do, which is get them on a helicopter and get them the hell out of there after a big zombie before it acts. So how do we do that? Well, we'll have them escape and then get captured again, and then have them escape and then get captured again. Like it, it's just yeah. It, it, I mean, I this episode to me is, I guess, better by default than the second one. I, I guess maybe I don't know. I got to think about it as we talk about it, but mm-hmm. it just it feels like there's so much filler going on here. That's you know, it's it's visceral like that. It has that going for it, but as a story, it's just like we're not being told much beyond all right, these characters are here, like right, and they have really over the top villains to deal with because why not and. Are any of them interesting? Not really, but they get captured a lot, so I guess you have that going for it. And it's a shame because the Madison stuff is solid. Like, though, that works as far as like what she's doing. But for a change, and maybe that's a good that's a good thing because she's been... it's a good sign for her. Yeah, right. I mean, we yeah. had a lot of problems with because we she was starting to get good at the first half of the second season, and then she just regressed badly. Oh, in big the time. Half. Yeah, so. we got to see if she's consistent. That's the thing to worry about. Is she's going to yeah. be consistent with her with her change. Yeah. So. um... At this point, we see Travis is still in full beast mode because in between these cuts, he apparently took out the rest of the walkers that were behind the gate that was sprung open. We don't see it, but we just see the remains, and he's covered in blood at this point. He climbs out of the pit and starts to lunge at Troy, calling him a murderer, but he's held back by a couple of the guards. Uh, But he's reunited with Madison. Yeah. Before, before, after he said "good grief" for the first time, what, what, what? Uh, Willie was it? Willie is that what we're calling? Will, Willie is the head. Yeah, the, the head. Yeah, well, when, yes. when, when Willie opens up the other chain lid fence, he grabbed his neck collar and went, Ooh, and then started fighting. <laughs> we, we didn't see that part either. We, we missed all that. <laughs> so he's held back, but is reunited with Madison. And then Alicia appears, and then suddenly Nick and Luciana appears, which. I don't understand. Did the guards actually go into the sewer and retrieve them? I don't know how Nick and Luciana got out of that situation, but somehow they a, did. It was a pretty loose um, <laughs> loose jump cut there to be like, hey, they're grabbing her. Where'd she go? Okay, she's there now. Oh, I guess they got <laughs> them too. All right. They and, were and Nick does this like, family hug. You don't know if you noticed that he did this, this Madison and Alicia, this group, Clark group hug. 
and uh, Travis then is, again he's still covered in blood but you see he's relieved like he's like oh thank God like you know well, I mean, Tra- back together. I mean could, Nick hasn't seen his mother for you know a, a while at this right. point so it makes sense it's yes it's it's modeling but still it, it fits for <laughs> I guess the time the timing I just I, what, what bothered me I guess is that the, the, the troops now are all like chill like just because Jake showed up they're all like they're not psychopath anymore like that's no, oh don't don't even get me started with the the let's take once she takes the spoon out of the eye suddenly it's like that's you know that was a wild situation we had back there but let's look right past that. Yeah, like that's yeah, it was too comfortable now. yeah it was too comfortable yeah. to yeah to do that like all of a sudden it's like oh these are the bad soldiers are with that brother and then the the nice soldiers are with the other yeah as brother. a as a, as an innovative like hostage situation, I enjoyed the eye bit. As I said, I like the Madison stuff. But yeah, as far as the kind of wanton attitudes going on afterwards, it's like, well, we could have probably dialed up the tension a little bit as far as animosity between the characters that were just right. you know at odds with each other. You put a spoon in a dude's eye, <laughs> and you walked out in the middle of a room, and pretty much threatened everybody like that. And and everybody was okay with it after a while. They just told the brother stand down, and it was okay. Right, like, the family can hug. Too, they can all get together now. Yeah, that it's was like, too. Good. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just too too convenient for them to be okay with that after they just tried to kill you five minutes ago. <laughs> we didn't we didn't stress this enough, but she 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 jammed that spoon in his eye. Like she I was like, sure I, did. I, I thought like you know that eye was gone, but the reveal that it was just under his in, like within his eye socket, so she could still like take it out and he'd still have yeah. the eye it's like yeah. and there's a lot a lot of squishy sounds as she was doing that too like the whole Man. onto it they, they really the foley artist had a lot of fun with it that scene <laughs> and she even said don't look i'll jam this thing right in your brain she even said something like that too like she was getting gritty she's getting gritty with it don't 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 tempt me well she was really jumping to conclusions there that the good dude had a brain i mean <laughs> wow. what a what a Douche. So Madison and Travis are now packing up to leave because everyone's all friends now and they're going to take some supplies from this group, apparently. Um, Jake is trying to convince them that this entire border area, he goes, look, it's burned. It's burned. We got to get out of here. Tijuana, whatever, TJ. It's the wastelands. Don't go there. There's no home unless you build it. He offers to bring him to their home, which is a sanctuary. And Madison's like, yeah, we've heard that before. Um <laughs> Uh, and, and basically both him and uh, Travis and Madison are resistant because Troy's going to be there. Obviously, killer boy Troy is going to be there as well, and they don't want to be anywhere near him. Madison and Travis share a moment once Jake walks away. Again, she kind of says, I'm sorry. I guess she meant for Chris still. I guess they didn't have a chance to really have that moment. And he insists. He goes, no, 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 I'm okay now. He goes, we need to focus because... They'll be back at it soon, which I thought they had that moment back at the hotel. Like, I don't know why she's still saying I'm sorry again. Like, I don't know why she's apologizing to, to Travis there. But Chris is know. a Chris is a Chris is a tough stink to get out of any show. I think that's the problem. Is that what <laughs> yeah. <is> okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was a big stink. It was. I mean, I guess that was a division with him leaving and and them kind of kind of saying well, you could stay, but we with your son can't. I, I don't know. Maybe she felt guilty about basically being like your son can't be here he's a he, like he's a he's a monster we don't trust him i just thought they dealt with that before i don't know i, don't know. I mean it, the scene was fine just i don't i didn't understand where she was coming from but i mean whatever it was missing something it they was, had a moment it was, it just yeah i don't know missing something and yeah. maybe that was too too much of a tell that he was going to die yeah may oh may i see what you're saying so that was their forced last moment yeah. like that was it right yeah. that was yeah that's yeah. probably what it was 
Inside one of the buildings, Jake confronts Troy about what he has done. Troy insists he did it for research, and Jake basically just calls him on his BS, pins him against the wall. He says, yeah, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? And Troy says, I'm not telling you. I'm going to save that information for Dad. At least he understands. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. D- down in the dungeon for the last time, head guard Willie is clearing out some, you know, his belongings, and he hears a thump coming from the wall. This yeah, is, go this, do that. Go look. Check, go check that little noise when you're alone in a room. It, it was, it was in the, uh, it was in the foreshadowing wing. I think that's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stops. He sticks his head inside of a like an air conditioning grate. Yeah. yeah. That is attached to nothing apparently because when he takes the grate out, there's no aluminum like. Yeah. Like air Nothing. ducting. It's just an opening Nothing. in the wall, right? Okay, fine. <laughs> Such a weird opening in the middle of a wall. Right, it wasn't even like on the top. Usually the air ducts are on the top or the bottom, right? right. No, it was never the- one in the middle of a wall. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. there is here. There, there is here. Is here. Right, so right. it's attached to nothing, and then 300 rats just come out of nowhere. They just basically come out of the wall. That's if that nasty. isn't, yeah, if that isn't bad enough, this zombie with Hulk like strength mm-hmm. bites Willie's face through the hole. Okay, maybe. But then right. proceeds to pull Willie through the opening in the wall, snapping his neck along the way. Now, I had to stop right there, guys. This really bothered me. Yeah. When have zombies on this show ever had that kind of strength ever i mean at, to be, there there were multiple zombies it wasn't just one zombie there was and they there were was hungry a, they were very a, hungry there was oh, a couple man. of them behind that wall but yeah I no think i it would have been a little bit better if they just had a bunch of hands just if they got like a good grip on them and they're just eating him as he's stuck against the yeah, wall. I think that, that would have been a yeah. better. I think that I mean the Day of the Dead references would be too on no on the nose at that point. I think I was yeah, like, I mean he could have yeah, just said like choke yeah. on my face and like. The, <laughs> right, right. the thing was is I I thought I liked it. I thought it looked good. It just didn't fit the show. Right. I mean, I know, and I know, and Aaron, you've, we've had this argument back and forth. Well, they, they, depending on the plot, or depending on you know, their strength has varied throughout the seasons, right? They've seen them do different mm-hmm. things, and their skills have varied. Yes. But we've never seen it where he's able to pull a human through a, a sheetrock wall before. I mean, come on. Usually, they're just grabbing, like you said, hands through the wall, or you know, they're grabbing at something. They can't pull somebody through a wall. I mean, that was like no. that's even above human strength almost. That was just like crazy. That was nuts. Unless. Unless it's our alien overlords that secretly seeded this planet a long time ago, and one of them accidentally got infected by the zombie virus. Oh. Maybe. If, I mean, if these I mean, guys were just, if, you gotta keep it realistic. Uh, if, okay. if these guys were just able to finish their tests, that we know everything we needed to know about the yeah. walkers, then we wouldn't have these conversations. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should have our faith you... in Troy. But if you watch The Walking Dead, you know the rules. You're not any stronger. Right. Than... And they don't run either. Like in other right, zombie they movies, run. they run, right? They can and walk the fast. But, yeah. Right. And the longer you're alive, the weaker you get. You That's rot the, away. Yeah. You rot away. I'm just saying. Look, it, it was cool. It just... It just what? Well, come on. That was just like over the top. But it was pretty cool. Even his neck snapping back, even from a CG perspective, it really wasn't bad. It was actually pretty like gruesome. No, it was but... a good kill. And he was right. a dick, so it was all right. No, it worked I mean, out good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't mind. Yeah, it was awesome. It just didn't fit the show. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, no, I think as a piece of horror cinema, it's effective. But yeah, as far as the show, I mean, the, I mean, what I've argued about the show is how it, it's, it's not embracing being either the the more grounded, gritty version of The Walking Dead or being the more comic booky Romero-y type of Walking Dead. Like, it doesn't really quite hand, have a handle on what tone it's going for. So that scene seems like something that's coming straight out of a comic book where the rest of the show 
you know, doesn't feel that way. Mm. So it, it it is at odds of itself as far as the tone. It's a fine, you know, horror sequence. And yeah, it, call, it may call into question the Walker abilities or what have you, but, it, you know, it certainly looks good. Um, I, I, and I like the innovation of, it. I like seeing the rats coming out of the wall. Like that was fun. At first I was like, Oh, these rats going to bite him. And he turns into a zombie. That's a neat twist, but that didn't happen. And then it's just like, Oh, there's more walkers. And and they were yeah, real five. rats too. They actually, apparently I was watching the talking dead. They bred them just for this scene. There was like there's some number of rats. They actually, that's, that's it. They were real. They weren't CG or anything. Yeah, they, they made them sit in little desks and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all day. To yeah, make Master sure. Splinter, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Madison is loading up her truck, but Jake is still trying to convince them to join them at the compound. She's like, no, no, keys, please. I'm done with you. I'm done with you all. <laughs> Just then, the base is overrun with walkers that come out of nowhere. I don't understand. Are these the walkers that... that the sewer. They're from the sewer. But how they like get the... from the sewer? All right, all right, fine. Okay. He's walking. The, the walkers right outside the border are apparently very strong and very good at maps. Like, that's, that's what they're they're making mean, a run from the border from the Taco Bell Live Moss promotion. They, they're just making go. it. They're just making it. These are the plot convenience zombies. They, they, smelt, <laughs> they smelt that white cheddar cheese on the other side of the maze right there. That's what that's what Well, you said chicken chips. Is that what they have now, uh, Chubb? Is that the new thing? I didn't, I didn't try that. Naked those yet. chicken chips. They're like. Wait. Chicken nuggets, but instead of breading, it's like Dorito dust. Well, hold on, hold on, guys. This is another episode of uh, fast food talk with Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, we're throwing it in. We're throwing it in. Just for all time. So this is what happens when you guys get bored with Fear the Walking Dead. You talk about fast food. Huh? I, I have not tried the chicken chips, but I will. I'll have to put it on my list this week. It'll. But, but, it, hey, it's going to happen. Wait, I got to tell you this though. While we're on the subject, really quick. <laughs> Burger King's Mac and Cheetos oh, yeah. uh, no. are awesome. Uh-uh. They're Cheetos filled with uh-uh. mac and cheese. Uh-uh. You got to be in a certain frame of mind to enjoy those, right? You got to be yeah. in a certain way. Attention, podcast yeah. leaving on track one. Yeah. Track one, podcast. I got to. I have to. Embark your, your current tangent and get back on the track of the uh-uh. podcast on track. Okay, we're, all, we're almost there. I got to bring up one thing, though, is if we're on this topic, since I never have anything new to bring to the table on this front. But uh, yes. my, le- my lovely girlfriend and I, we were coming back from a hike on Saturday and we went to Wendy's to get a snack. And okay. we thought we could get spicy chicken nuggets. And Wendy's apparently doesn't have spicy chicken nuggets anymore. So what? I was a little whoa, 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 whoa. No, right? Take it easy now. Back up, back up, back up. Are you serious? This is the outrage that I had when I, when Anna and I are sitting in the car waiting to dine on some delicious spicy chicken nuggets. And well, they don't have them. Are you they sure it wasn't just your branch that you were at that didn't that maybe ran be. out? I mean, come on I now. Hope, you, I think so, but Craig, you know, I'm in, I'm in. So Southern California, the the mecca of America, the mecca of fast food in America, right? That should be it. That's... I don't know. All you skinny people over there, they might have did a petition and had the spicy uh, nuggets taken out. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I am Six reading for an article right now. This oh. article was published in March. Oh. Wendy's just revealed seven cities where you can still get spicy chicken nuggets. New York oh. still got it. As in, there's hundreds of cities that you can't get spicy chicken nuggets. Wow. Is New York on that list? Those those cities are Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Uh Waco, Texas, Uh St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri. uh Chicago, Illinois, Come on, New York, Madison, Wisconsin. God damn it. Come on. And Milwaukee, Wisconsin. God damn it. They took it away from me. We're done, Daryl. That's it. It's over, man. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. That's it. Oh man, that's disappointing, Aaron. That really is. That's like 
That's but, it, at least for now. Wendy's yeah. went on to tease the idea that the Nuggets might return to menus nationwide someday, saying stranger things have happened. But Plus you know the, what I yeah. do like, though? Those gold uh, those gold chicken uh, tenders from KFC. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The, 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 uh, what are they? Georgia I, Gold? Yeah. The Georgia yeah, Gold? Yeah, Georgia yeah. Gold. And yeah. I don't oh, even like yeah. KFC, but those, those are good. I, I, said, are. I, I can hear Jim's eyes rolling, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all chefs, Jim. Some of us are regularly guys. Humans. It's it's loaded with like MSG like and fillers. And... Cooper during a uh, uh, Kellyanne Conway <laughs> yeah. interview. You want it's chicken like nuggets? About... Make them yourself. Well, what about the emails? Why aren't we talking about the emails, Jim? What? <laughs> Anyway, back to it. But that was a good yeah. diversion. Uh, Madison grabs a tire iron and takes out quite a few walkers as they're being overrun. And then Nick joins her. He also grabs some kind of tire iron or some kind of weapon. And both of them are just knocking them out. They're actually really taking quite a few out. This is a great Left for Dead sequence right here. That's what I was watching. <laughs> but, the, right, the diversion forces Travis, Alicia, and Luciana into the chopper. They can't make it to the truck now because Luciana's hobbled and they have to. The closest way out is to the chopper. Okay, fine. When, 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 when Alicia was yelling at Madison, get through the chopper! It was just like, I can't believe she's not getting through the chopper. If I, if I could make that joke or if someone else was going to. I was waiting. I didn't want to step on no toes. I wasn't going to do that. Joke. It's, in my, it's in my notes. It's in my notes, I had okay. to say. Did you write, like, get to the chopper? Is that what you wrote? Course, on the, yes. C-H-O-P-P-A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been screaming <laughs> in my head, though, since, uh, since you mentioned chopper. It's been screaming. <laughs> All I say. Uh, so Madison and Nick finally get to the truck because um, actually that's the only way they can go but when Madison and Nick are surrounded before actually before they get to the truck they're saved by Troy who gives them some cover fire, fire with his rifle Madison gives Travis a look as he takes off in the chopper so they kind of look give themselves a final look as the chopper lifts off though there's another thing I had a question mark three walkers are hanging onto the skids Dude. I didn't know they could hang like that. Like, is that? I mean, I knew they can climb like, like chain link fences I mean, they, a little bit, right? But I mean, they put, oh, they put they're their, cool. They can hang. They can they hang. Their, okay. Mm -hmm. They don't get tired. I guess they're cool. They can hang. They put their arms or they put their arms around the skids. It's not like they're like you know doing math while they're on it. Like it's not like they're possessing that much intelligence. They're they're undead, out of work stuntmen in south south southern California, and you know. It just kind of comes naturally. It's right. muscle memory. Because that, that's the kind of stuff they used to do, like a MacGyver, and like uh, you know, they, they don't have those shows anymore where people are hanging off the helicopters anymore. No, right? Is that what it is? So not gotta, like the good old just, days, right? Yeah, it just needed the eighteen theme song going <laughs> in the background. It would have been perfect. <laughs> Mike Post, any any Mike Post uh, soundtrack would be fine, right? So as the chopper lifts off, uh, the three walkers are hanging on. Again, very cinematic. I even noted it here in my notes as they leave the compound. Um, it's being overrun with walkers. You see this aerial shot, which I don't know if it was a drone. I think it could have been or a helicopter shot where you see the walkers just you know, taking over the whole compound, the, the convoy of trucks leaving, and the helicopter flying overhead. And the last shot was actually really cool. You see Travis just kind of like looking out the window or looking out the door of the helicopter, and it kind of does this bank and turns and flies away. And it was very cinematic. Like It didn't look like fake or cheesy or CG. Like It looked really good. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah, it was a. It's a. It probably probably drones. It generally is drones these days. Right. As far as how you get these shots. Right. But um, it. 
No, it, it looked. I, I was a little annoyed that the credits were like over. It's like move out of the way, credits. I want to see this shot. It's really nice. <laughs> like they were on the bottom of the screen, weren't they? Like kind of the little yeah, like the bottom third like, of the screen. They took over. It yeah. was like watching the end of like you know like Die Hard and AMC where they're like shrinking the credits and playing them really fast. It's like get out of the way. I want to like. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're on to the second episode titled "The New Frontier." Cold open. We see the chopper flying, but it's now dusk. All is well, except for Luciana. Luciana is still unconscious. Uh, Jake suggests that he's flying it with uh, with his partner Charlene. They want to take the chopper up a little bit, but Charlene says, "Hey, if we do, the air may knock us around a little bit." And kind of pointing at Luciana, like she's not in good shape. So they they keep it at a, at a lower altitude. Suddenly, the helicopter's taking fire from the ground. Charlene attempts to evade, but more bullets just keep entering the helicopter, and they're in pretty bad shape at this point, including one or two that hits. Our man, Travis. I like how they did that, though. Because all of a sudden, you just heard glasses go, ch -ch -ch, and it just... Right. You didn't know where it was coming from. That's a scary moment. Like you, It's it is. dark. Yeah. You don't know where the shots are coming from. There's no way to get cover. Well, and I didn't figure out, because I was like, how did he get the wound on his stomach? Had he gotten bitten in that pit and didn't tell him? No, they explained or it. what? Yeah. yeah, then I saw the talking dead, and right. it was... The bullets were coming up through the floorboards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they came up through him. And I'm like, and then into his neck. I'm like, oh. Like it, it, wow. they, like it like went into his guts and then yeah. exited through his neck. He, so he had a face. Like, it, it, like I, I'll never forget the look on, on his face when he was hit. It was just like. It was like when Clive found out Liv was a zombie. No, it wasn't even that. I think it was a it was a look of he knew he was going to die. Like yeah, it was yeah. just it was more of a resigned look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, kind of it's resigned himself to his fate. You know? mm -hmm. It's exact. It's the, that's the look that, and not just the like that look, but the the kind of the the acting involved in that. That's what I wanted when they announced that Cliff Curtis was joining this cast because Cliff Curtis yes. is a really great character. Actor. Exactly, and yes, I think he's yeah. he's been doing he's been doing great with what he's been given just because it's his ability to be able to do so. Right. But I've been you know, massively underwhelmed by the character in general, mm -hmm. just because of how uneven he's been throughout this series. And while it's a shame that he's you know dead now, as far as like you know whatever emotions involved with a character dying on a TV show, especially a main character, it's like at least he gets to go on to something which I know what it is, and I'll talk about that in a second because that's my problem with this. But like the, mm -hmm. he gets to go on to something where he probably utilizes talents better because it's like why is Cl Cl I mean Coleman Domingo's a great actor too, and he's like he's stuck on this show for the time being, and so it's, <laughs> you know, so are the other some of the other cast members here, the basically basically the older cast members. Well, yeah, the ones uh, they but, pick. It was we. It, yeah. it is sad that when I saw the cast, I was like, wow, these these are good, these are better actors. Like, why are you not giving them meat? That's why I kept making jokes every time they're on The Walking Dead. Right. They come up with this whole backstory because they're bored with what they're given. And so with so the Cliff Curtis thing, I know we're going to talk about like its effectiveness and what have you. But I'm going to be honest. I saw this coming <laughs> like and it's 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 more of a behind the scenes thing. I, he got cast in the next like Avatar movies with James Cameron. So I'm thinking, so I'm thinking Cliff Curtis probably has to die at some point. It's like, well, if they're yeah. going to do something big at the premiere. It's probably going to kill off Cliff Curtis, and sure another, enough, yeah. right away. At the That's of this funny. Episode, it's another <laughs> victim of Sasha's disease. It sure is. It sure it is. Cast in a bigger production somewhere else. Sorry, yeah. when James Cameron comes a knocking, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't close the door on that one. You, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> Next time, yeah. we just follow the casting agents of the actors on the show, and we'll know when they're going to die. 
like that's you know I could have thinking of I was just like if it was like a random movie it's like sure you could do a movie you know all the actors do movies in between stuff but like he just got cast in like five Avatar sequels yeah, you, ain't, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere Craig he's gonna be he's Craig. gonna be down New Zealand with you know his family probably next month he's not gonna be on time. Uh, Walking that, dead that's actually really funny and, and the thing is i predicted travis well i i'm saying i can think a few of us did but i'm gonna say just in my case i thought he'd be gone last season i did too okay i, I, I can't remember who agreed with me or not or whatever I, I know i said he's gone he's a dead man I, I predicted it i said it out loud i said he's done chris is done they're all the mana was are finished but now seeing this new harder core edgier side of him i'm like i don't want him to go now i kind of like this 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 icy stare, Travis kicking butt, gladiator style, and of course, right away he's taken, taken out. He's got that Tyrese disease. Like they want to use him when he's going to die. It's like, well, no, it's really it's kind of a thing that the whole Walking Dead. It's a thematic thing with them, like characters that just don't really excite us very much. Suddenly have an awesome episode and then they die. Hmm. So well, they don't like, excite us. They don't use them. Yeah, it's a mix of both, I would say. Right. Like, right. Once they, they wear out their usefulness for one part, but also their usefulness has only been so much. Uh, so you have yeah, certain characters like Tyrese kind of works. He gets his moments here or there or whatnot, but then he just becomes kind of whiny and sad for a lot of it. Same with Sasha, actually, or same with even Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. kind of, they get, they just, you see, I named all the black characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> All the brown people. But they, uh, you know, they're they're around, and you like they're a steady presence. But are they really adding much? And sure enough, yeah, they give them a big episode where they kind of make some kind of big sacrificial moment, or they have yeah. some kind of revelation, or they have some intense character beat to go with, with, or what have you. And then yeah, they're just dead for the next episode. And I would agree. That's why I'm a mixed bag about this uh, odd thing. I mean, on the one hand, the show could use more risks like this. That's great mm-hmm. to do, but not even if it's a major character, which is that's a Walking Dead bread and butter thing right there. And you have Cliff Curtis, who's capable of giving an amazing death performance. I mean, look at that. Like that's you know, it's it's fantastic as it's far awesome. as how, how underplayed it is and what it, yeah. I mean, the little bit over the top maybe with the music and the shot of him falling outside the helicopter. But besides that, I mean, but then you have you have like you're saying, Craig, previous episode, he's kicking ass. Like he's you know he's become like Gladiator Travis now. He's oh. killing off all kinds. Of- Walkers and whatnot. You're like, where's yeah? Let's see more of this guy for yeah, maybe a, a season or two. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me some, give me some, give me some treats. Let me, let me enjoy yeah. some of that. You know, yeah. but I guess That's not. A, that so, would have been a great journey to get a guy that went from like ultra like, pacifist, like the ultimate yeah, pacifist, ultra right? Yeah, pacifist to he totally just this world did. You won, world. You changed me. I'm not to, the same anymore. Yeah, but to the show, I mean. If to, to speak to the show, I mean, regardless of how well it accomplished this, it did take him to basically his extreme from going mm-hmm. from one end of the spectrum to the other. So, I mean, there's not if, if looking at what I can see from a showrunner's perspective, there's not a whole lot to do with him at this point as far as giving an arc. He's lost right. basically his whole family besides Madison and her, you know, his, his adopted family. He's lost everything that was inherently important to him including what his ex-wife died in the first season, right? I mean, so it's like Mm -hmm. everybody's gone in his life. He's betrayed everything that he believes in. So it's, it's, it's fulfilled his arc, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, there is, it's a mixed bag because it's, it's an uneven character. I think that's the real problem. It's, it's been an uneven character. So it's hard to be too emotional about this beyond just the, you know, the shock factor of it. Like, you know what, watching this again, if we, you know, if we, if we if we were to be like, let's watch the season three of Fear of the Walking Dead again, I don't know if we'd have emotional, you know, connection to this uh, as opposed to just, oh, that's sad, like and move on. If you watch something like even the the, the episode where Lori dies, um, right, 
that's you know that's a that's a strong episode as far as the things that and happened. it was shocking you didn't you. expect it and that was the thing it was like you didn't know it was uh, i think it was the third episode of season three yeah of the walking dead or the fourth or fourth or whatever you didn't expect it to happen like oh my god yeah, so, wow but even beyond the even beyond the shock factor just if you just watch the episode it's you know it it seems it feels like it means something right. where this is like all right, right. he's gone I, that's sad but all right moving on let's, let's see where we keep going yeah, it did, it did have that feeling like this is another character that they didn't know what to do with. When yeah, I saw him it, die, when he fell away, and, and that was the sad part about it was it was like another good actor they just didn't. And it's the lead character. I mean, it's ostensibly like the co-lead of the show, which mm-hmm. makes it really crazy. That yeah. it's like, I don't care much about this, and this is the guy that's one of the anchors exactly. of this entire series. Like, Lori wasn't the co-lead, right? I mean, she kind of was, right. but not really. I mean, I guess, well, they killed off Shane, too, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they killed Shane, and, yeah. I mean, they're, but they're, you know, they're on the poster. Like, they're the people that are on, you know, you think right. Walking Dead, you're like, who are the characters right. on the first season of The Walking Dead? You got Rick, you got Rick's wife, and you got Rick's best friend, right. and Coral. Coral. Like that's it, like, baby that's, Carl. You know, and, mm-hmm. and then yeah, some side characters, what have you. But those, you know, that's like when you watch those first couple seasons of Walking Dead. That's who you point to as far as the major characters. And like Norman Reedus slowly crept up, like, "Hey guys, I'm really cool." Like it's all that. <laughs> <laughs> and the fans will riot if he's if he's killed, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, do they? <laughs> So Travis knows he's a dead man. He then unbuckles himself, opens the door to the helicopter. Alicia doesn't understand what he's doing because, again, she doesn't really see the wound on his stomach yet. And she unbuckles herself to try to help him back to his seat. It's like, no, you're in shock. Stop, stop moving. But then she sees like his half of his guts are outside of his jacket or whatever, his skin. And he just looks at her and basically exhales for the last time and then just falls out of the helicopter and... Again, very cool CG shot. You just see him falling, tumbling to the earth, and that's the end of Travis. I look forward to the fans holding out that Travis is still alive somewhere. You know it! I, I thought it was a dream ghost. sequence, though. I really thought it was some oh, kind of, I didn't believe yeah. it at first. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, that didn't just happen. I'm like, no, come on. In the cold opening, no less? I'm like, no way. But I was just waiting. I, I'm so on board with, with you here. When I saw that, I said, they're going to be people. They're going to be like... He's coming back. He's gonna wake yeah. up in the. Somebody's gonna find him. Put him the, back together in the forest and nurse him back to health, and it'll be all you know, like have the beard and he's like walking. He he's on walkabout with a staff. <laughs> let's let's write the, let's write that episode script right now when Madison meets him again. It's like what happened? Yes. I hit a tree and every branch somehow saved my life. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm stronger than ever now. I'm stronger Save with love reason. for you. Uh, and Nick and Alicia, we're gonna make the return of Eastman. You know, Eastman could like uh, you know, come back to health and teach him how to use a stick. Just yeah, he won't he won't want to shoot guns, but he'll have a staff instead. <laughs> there you I, go. The, the, the Vatos brought me back to life. These guys yeah, I found in Atlanta. That's Atlanta. where I landed somehow. It's crazy. <laughs> they were meeting Vatos. up with, with their gang brothers over in L.A. and uh, yeah, they right. met him on the on the forest. I, I, I got a ride with this Hispanic family who said they were once traveling with a bunch of hicks, but then they slid off from them. It was crazy. Imagine <laughs> we right. We we put the remember the kid that we all liked in the Toby. first season. Toby. Toby and the Vatos get together. <laughs> and they Man, that'd be a hell of a show. Come on, it'd be a whole thing. All the brown people get together and they 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 form their own team of people because they're not going to be savaged anymore like with these with these crazy people that are been killing them all. <laughs> Make, making bad decisions, yeah. Making bad decisions. <laughs> we're gonna train, and we're gonna be good. We're gonna, we're gonna be in a unit. We're gonna, we're gonna fight our way through this. Oh man! And this brings us to the credits. And, and you're right. Uh, it, it did have the same kind of screech, but it was different a little bit, and it kind of ramped up like a, from the cold open into the credits. It kind of just like 
blended in. It was a pretty cool opening, I thought. Back at the resort, we see more stragglers are attempting to get in past the gates for safety. Uh, Elena and Hector are doing their best to keep them out and reason with these the hordes of of refugees, but to no avail. Suddenly, Strand appears. He's speaking beautiful Spanish, proclaiming that he's a doctor and that if they calm down, they'll be let in, given rooms, and cared for. So everyone just kind of chills out at that moment. The refugees calm down. Mm-hmm. Back at the site of the helicopter crash, everyone's okay. Uh, they now have to hoof it to the auto compound, however, which is a good half a day's walk, the, uh, Jake said. Alicia is basically still in shock as to what happened, saying maybe Travis is still out there somewhere. And Jake's like, look, <laughs> no one's making it with that kind of fall. So don't even don't even start thinking that way. That, that's when he that's when he looked to the camera and said, that's right. Talking dead fans. And just like, <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did. He gone. He gone. Jake says that uh, she did the right thing and that they have to get moving at daylight. Inside the pickup truck, uh, we still see Madison and Nick and Troy. They're all driving, listening to death metal. Madison doesn't want to hear it anymore, and she reaches from the back seat and turns it off. I didn't want to hear it anymore. (laughs) I was happy with Madison's move on that point. And it was a very cool aerial shot of the convoy approaching this small valley with a gated ranch. Again, very, very cool shot there. You kind of get the whole perspective of where they are, where they're heading to. Yeah, that whole perspective was me thinking they need to get the hell out of here right away. What do they have? Fences that are like it's like two, a ran- cattle beam, ranch, two, uh, two yeah. beams and like some wire. This is not going to last. Everyone's going to die here. Get the fuck out of this place right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, once they arrive, Troy starts messing with the gate guards. You know, who would you piss off to get gate duty again? He doesn't seem to like Troy or doesn't like being razzed by him. But he then tells him that uh, the helicopter's overdue. Troy then orders Madison and Nick to get out of the car and wait outside the gates. Nick says, screw this. Let's go looking for these people. Let's go on foot. Madison's like, hey, take it easy. Let's just, let's just, it's a better play to wait here. They're going to probably try to get here if something happens. So if we're out looking for them, we're going to miss them and they'll be looking for us and let's just stay here, which to me, that was like gold coming out of her mouth. Like how many times in The Walking Dead have people gone off looking for other groups of people and then they get lost? It's like, just stay put. And that was exactly um, the right move. Like I'm stay know. in the house, Carl. Yeah. And how many and how many people are watching this just sh- saying, Shut up, Nick? Oh, you know. <laughs> I know oh, I was. My mother, I every time Nick would show up, I just love looking at my mother's face because I know she had that look like if that was my son, I would have whipped his ass a whole lot of time. <laughs> he just gave it. off that look, man. He just, every time he talks, I just want him to shut up. Oh yeah. man, he just has that he just throws you off. It, junk, it's junky. We haven't talked about him yet, but it's a good thing Strand's going to factor back in at some point because he could put some lessons mm-hmm. into Nick again. Nick was under control yeah. when Strand was around. That's a good That's point. That's a good thing. point. Yeah. She, she was able to decipher that he was some type of junkie. She, the way he kept moving around and jump and being jumpy and and his uh, behavior, she was like, he he must have been like a on something or whatever. Like it, you could tell it was something not right about him when he was in that cabin with his mom. She actually caught that, and she never saw an episode. So I was like, "Yeah, that was that was perceptive." You're right. That's pretty good because I mean, he's a really good actor. If she, he's still giving yeah, it off think, when, yeah, he played it well. We, I think when he's not yeah, even doing that anymore. Taylor on the podcast. Well, you, she's smarter <laughs> than me, of course. I mean, that's not a big thing. So Madison then says, "Nick tells Nick to hug her, and he gives her a hug, and she he moves she moves his hand to her waist." To show mm. him that she's hiding a pistol. 
Which yeah, was right. very creepy until she revealed that there was a pistol. Come here, son. Well, I figured yeah. that would be... I, yeah, I figured yeah. there was a gun there, yeah. Madison says the plan is to bring the family together, take what they need, and stop anyone who gets in their way. Good plan. I like Sound it. Sound familiar? It's a little Rick-esque there, but I'm, I'm, I'm digging it, though. I like it. Back at the resort, Strand, the ultimate con man, is playing a doctor now, playing on, a doctor on TV. He's healing wounds and living the life, but then he's summoned to help deliver a baby, and he freezes, and Elaine is like, you, you gotta do something, Dr. Strand. You have to help. I She's don't gonna know give birth. Birth, no babies. He goes, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no baby doctor. <laughs> Elaine is like, what, 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 you have to reach your hand in and make sure the baby's in the right position, and he's like, oh. Um, he's like, this is not gonna happen. But the refugees start getting agitated. I guess the husband of the wife that's going in labor, and Strand is forced to go into action. This this stuff is nonsense. <laughs> it's like, it it was, was, oh man, he lying. All I kept thinking was, man, he just lying. That dude, <laughs> his face didn't even cover it up well. Like that's not usual for him. Usually, when he does a lie, it's a little bit more uh, more convincing. But he was I, like, what? I'm very glad this stuff only lasts for like half an episode because oh, I don't yeah. know if I could deal with Strand like pretending to be a doctor and them giving yeah. him shit anyway. Like, uh, <laughs> baby, put the what? Put my hands where? I don't know. I don't think so. That's not happening. I don't know. That's not gonna happen, man. Where's my gonna... boat? I'm with you with Aaron. I'm glad they didn't drag this out for more than one episode. Yeah, so I, was, I thought at first that's where they were going with it. Like, uh oh, we're gonna have to deal with this for a while. But Doctor Strand. They... Oh, they did him. Like, you got to go. So Madison, yeah, it's like, it's like you got to that scene Dr. where they're like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Doctor Strand, Medicine Negro. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that scene was so weird when they tell him to leave, though. I mean, we'll get to it, but uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, Madison and Nick are still stuck on the outside of the compound, and Madison is now sizing up their capabilities. You know, saying, oh, they only got two people on guard here. They got two people in the mountains looking around. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And Nick is a bit more emotional. He's like, I refuse to break bread with people who yesterday were about to kill me. And then we see Dayton Callie playing Jeremiah Otto stroll <laughs> up to the inside of the gate there. And he approaches Madison from the other side of the fence, bearing a cup of coffee as a peace offering. Interesting. This, note. Is, a, this is a theme, by the way. Oh, yeah. The coffee thing. Tr- the Troy first made him tea. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't drink yep. that. Right. Then made him coffee. They wouldn't drink that. Mm-hmm. And now Papa Otto comes out. I like to call him the anti-Herschel. Okay. Uh, Papa Otto comes yeah. out with the coffee. Yeah. And she won't drink yeah. that either. It's like keep doing this for all episodes. Like I don't know. Which I was so excited because I had somehow missed the news that Dayton Kelly was on this show now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, when, and when he popped up, I'm just like, it's Sheriff Wayne. Oh, from uh, yeah, Sons of Anarchy, yeah, yeah, or Charlie Utter. I'm thinking Charlie. Utter. I just see Charlie Utter when I see him, man. That's what it is, you know. And, and then, of course, with 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 her, like that's like you know, of course. Interesting note, though. Did you guys know he was the one who shot and captured Ophelia in season two? No, it was him, oh. and he's credited sure. for it. And I totally missed it. Totally missed that. I did too. It was him, Cl- Dayton Kelly. Clearly, the show is uh, stuck with us well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I, I didn't even recognize him at the time. I thought he was just some wow. generic, like, militia dude who captured I, her, but... I, I did, too. It, it's, it was him. It was him. Wow. So we may see okay. Ophelia may come back soon. Jeremiah Uh-oh. starts to ask Madison some questions about, you know, why the chopper may have been diverted, saying, you know, what do you think, Travis hijacked it or something? And she denies it. 
says that her daughter was on board and you know he wanted to get them get her safe there why would he do anything where, where would they go with the chopper madison then gets pissy and dumps the coffee resents the question mm-hmm. Bado explains that you know his son and goddaughter are also on the chopper and madison's like okay i understand and by the way i did put a spoon in your son's eye and Otto replies i guess it was good it wasn't a fork <laughs> Yeah, that was really, uh, like, yeah, no big deal. He's was, an asshole anyway. Yeah, that was Charlie Utter right there coming out. Oh, guess, yeah. good, guess it wasn't a good with the fork then. Well, remember the other son did say something like, remember when he when he responded about the father, you know, like, and he said, you just didn't learn your lesson while, we, while you were sent here in the first place. Like, he, he sends away problems. Right, remember he did say that? that straight to him. You're right, the Jake. So, Jake yeah. So that established why he wasn't so upset. That his son was stabbed in the eye with a with, right. a, with a spoon. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. He knows he's a misfit, black sheep, mm-hmm. whatever. He then instructs them to open the gate and his, the guards that it is, and he says, "Welcome to Broke Jaw Ranch." Nick again whispers to Madison on the way in, "This isn't safe. I don't trust these people." She says, "Don't worry. You just have to trust me." Don't don't. After commercial, Jeremiah and Madison are walking through the ranch. He's giving her the tour. He explains that he made a living preparing for Doomsday, uh, but didn't expect the dead to come back to life, however. Uh, He said uh, he heard his son's side of what happened back at the base, and Nick's like, you want to hear our side? And Otto just kind of gives him a look and proclaims, look, we're building a new nation here. It's not perfect. Uh, He'll sort out what really happened when his other son Jake gets back. And he expects Madison and Nick to be a little grateful for not being out in the wild and, you know, being inside the compound. He then shows Madison and Nick to their living quarters, gives them a key to the door. She thanks him, closes the door. Nick is pissed again uh, that she thanked him and she shushes him. And then he proclaims, your son is a murderer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yelling through the wall. You're like, shut up. Oh, man. Again, he's hot, feels that he wants to do something to help. Madison says that they got to lay low, they got to eat shit, smile, buy their time, and that she needs his help. Nick just decides to leave the room at that point and do some, I guess, some reconnaissance. And pouting. And pouting. It's your fault, goddammit. We're in this <laughs> position in the first place. Back at the crash site, Jake and Charlene work out uh, the watch rotation. It's nighttime now. They're around a campfire. Alicia's concerned. Uh, about what will happen to Luciana when they get back, meaning that what, what are they going to do? They're going to kill her? What's going to happen here? Basically referring to Troy, yeah. s- saying that, uh, well, their dad has been lenient with him ever since he was, you know, as a kid. He was different, kind of let him have the run of the ranch, so to speak. In the woods, we hear Charlene do the little secret whistle thing. <whistles> Jake goes to investigate, but first gives Alicia a gun, saying, look, if I don't come back, you know, this is the way to go to the ranch. See you later. While he's looking around, he gets into some trouble. He falls down. He can't get his weapon up. He's attacked by zombies, and Alicia has to come in and basically save his butt. It's a really stupid scene. We can move past this. It was almost <laughs> like they did it to go with the movie. Um, they kept showing the commercials for uh, Don't Go Outside or something. Was, was the name of that Is that the one they kept playing? Then this is it, it, it comes at night, which I'm It comes at night, yeah, yeah. And it looked like it went right with the commercial. This was the other scene I was referring to that was just really dark and muddled and you couldn't yeah. see what was going on. Yeah, you, yeah. I just I, thanks to a good friend of ours upgrading their house, they gave us their old very nice t- uh, TV. So mm. I'm like very spoiled now watching it on a big 60 inch, you know, nice TV, hmm. and I I couldn't yeah, even see I couldn't, I couldn't see what was 
I couldn't see what was going on <laughs> in the scene. And it reminded me, like I said, the, the scene in the early in the earlier episode too. It just you know, poorly shot, poorly edited, and just too damn dark. Yeah, I mean, you I need some figure. light, some moonlight, or something. Give me, give me yeah, something to work with, right? Yeah. Not, just even a flashlight. The, that was it. That's all. Even in the daytime, I watched in the daytime, bright lights, and tried to see it. And even in HD, you couldn't, you couldn't see clearly what was going on. Hmm. Back at the hotel, Elena called Strand on his BS. Says that he now has to go. That's it. She goes, "You're not a doctor. You have to go. You made the situation yeah. worse." But before he does, Hector well, makes. First, him, she says, "Thank you." Yeah. Thank you, right? <laughs> yeah. She says you got to go. You got to go. Before he does, though, Hector makes him confront Eileen. That's the one that shot him in the first place. And oh, bring, and, and we're bring her some food. To, we're going to make you bring food to someone who might be dead anyway. Right. right. Yeah, he, so he, no all set up in the scene where he goes to feed her or whatever. Right. And like everything, they're playing the very tense music and they're in uh, slow pan across the room. And like, and, you know, oh, by the way, she might have turned. You know, it was the last thing the guy says to her but right. before he goes. I'm like, yeah, let's send him in there all by himself, unarmed with some food. And that's the one that stabbed you previously. Was he stabbed right. or shot? I've forgotten now. What, what, what did she do to him? I think she stabbed him. Did she, she stab him? Stabbed? Okay, I know it was something. I forget. She stabbed, she stabbed, she stabbed him. Yeah. She stabbed yeah, him, okay. I, I, yeah. I thought it was, yeah. So, uh, she stabbed him, yeah. Yeah. She's apparently been holed up in her room, not eating or leaving. She's a mental case now. Strand manages to open the sliding door, which is stuck, mm. for her to get some air in the room. And she's Ooh, so happy. Smells when coming he, out of there, boy. That's it. She calls him an angel. So Strand explains that he delivered a baby last night. He says, can you believe that? Uh, and, there's, and there's hope. There's going to be a new generation. I believe in it. He's Strand's feeling real positive right now. Yeah, um, black man get called an angel by a white woman. Is, you, you're an angel. You're an angel. Was, we don't, we're not used to that. <laughs> and then she asks him, okay, if you left, though, uh, where, where would you go? He goes, I have, I have a place in mind. I, I was counting every second. I, I was counting every second waiting for when she was going to the balcony. That's what I was doing all that. Through. Oh, we all did. We saw, you knew it was going to be obvious. They, 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 yeah. took, they took great care to show us the open door and the open window to the yes. balcony. The The curtains are behind her and every shot that they show of her, I mean, they might have painted, if they just written on her forehead, I'm going to jump. That she kept been looking at it. Right? She kept looking yeah, outside yeah. like it was heaven. Right? Like it was just that... It was just so obvious that the way they were yeah. trying to foreshadow it. So she then reaches for a small box to give to Strand, and Eileen says it was supposed to be a wedding gift, but he wants her. He wants him to have it. It's apparently a set of keys, but we won't know that until later. But that's that's right. what, what it is: a set of car keys. Eileen uh, thanks Strand, but remarks there are no more new generations, and then steps out onto the porch, steps over the edge, and. See you later. Hasta la cucaracha. That's the end of you. Back at the campsite, Jake is messed up over losing Charlene. She got killed, by the way. She did. She did. Alicia said that Luciana is unconscious and that she can't wake her up. We're going to have to carry her all the way back to the camp. Mm -hmm. A few hours later, they arrive at the gates of the ranch, but they stop when they see Luciana's condition. They basically stopped at the gate. Madison runs and hugs Alicia and asks, where is Travis? Alicia cries a little and says, he's not. And then Madison falls over and cries. And that's that's how she knows. Right. That was a scene, wasn't it? Uh, I can't breathe. I, I can't breathe. <laughs> Travis. Oh. It reminded me of Florida Florida Evans when she heard James had died. It was. It was oh, almost damn, damn, damn. But it, but it's it almost good times. Good times. It had that feeling of you didn't seem that much in love with him 
last season when stuff was happening. I mean, you think he cared, but I mean, it was just sort of she was she kind of was distancing herself from him. It felt get, like get, right, get a little cold, get a little cold and towards now him. Now huh? it's yeah. like, oh, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> I lost the, I lost the love of my life. He was such a good man. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, here we go with that again. He saved someone in an orphanage too, right? <laughs> Just start throwing that like, in helped, there. He helped T Dog drive around to all those yeah. people, you know, for the volunteers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so then Nick comes running <clears throat> and seeing Luciana on the ground at the entrance to the compound. Um, Troy says, "Well, you know, man, we got this policy. Can't let her in the infirmary. She might turn." <laughs> got to go. Got to go. He pulls out his gun and Nick stops him and says, "Hey, hey, whoa, whoa." Let me do it. I should be allowed this. Mm. And Troy agrees. This was also very telegraphed. Yeah, I was gonna say, did anybody not not see this coming? Because I should. well, I didn't <laughs> see it coming until Troy said, "I'm gonna give you the guns. So you can pull it on me in a minute." And then he gave him the gun, and he said, "Just he just stood there waiting." Yeah, they kind of dragged it out a little bit, you know. Oh, they dragged it out a lot. Yeah. Everybody was standing around, and yeah. he looks down at the at, at Luciana, and he puts his head back up yeah. so he could see him when he puts the gun in his <laughs> Like, it was just all of it was just telegraphed so much. So he waits Nick. a few moments, points it squarely at Troy's, Troy's head, the gun. Madison yeah. tries to tell Nick to stop, which she just says, Nick, like she usually does. Oh, my gosh, yeah. All right, Troy to... Nick, Nick, Nick. Troy tells Nick to listen to his mommy. Mom, you never let me do anything. God, <laughs> you never let me do anything. Let me shoot the guy you scooped his eye you scooped out with the sport. Come on, I'm dangerous, mommy. I'm dangerous. Come on, please. Yeah. So Jeremiah comes in. He steps in front of the gun. Basically, he steps in front of his son and talks yeah. Nick down. They, they they negotiate. He says, "All right, look, son." He goes, "If she has a pulse." We'll let her in. Right. And he says, all right. And he kind of has this, she, she trusts him at that moment. He lowers the gun, um, hands it back to Troy. Well, he has, gives it to Jeremiah. Jeremiah then gives it back to Troy. He orders the ranch help, he meaning Jeremiah, to get her to the infirmary, but secure her before she's treated. Madison then asks Alicia, just go, just go leave me, leave me alone for a few minutes. Just go get yourself cleaned up. So right. ask her to leave. The gate closes and Madison just slowly walks back inside the gate just just walking back in uh-huh. after commercial we see madison near a tree throwing up jeremiah <laughs> jeremiah approaches and she cautions him to watch his step and he admits that once when his first wife left him he was also an alcoholic and i guess he recognized that in her i guess that was that what he was seeing that, that i kind of maybe that's what they try to imply that he kind of has a kindred yeah, spirit with her. the barfing thing i guess is that what it is and a just... bad kid and a, and a bad seed i think he kind of oh looks yeah at nick, i didn't think about he that kind of looks at nick and 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 being uncontrollable in a bad seat like his son yeah so Madison asks, what are you here to console me? And Jeremiah says, no, but I'm worried that, you know, you may kill yourself or somebody else, and mm-hmm. that could be a problem, especially if you kill yourself, then you can go and, you know, obviously kill other people. He says that um, they're missing a Beretta from the fuel truck, and that if she borrowed it, just, you know, to sign it out, because that's camp policy. And <laughs> she does it, and uh, he snickers and says that that model was more of a lady's pistol anyway. <laughs> Jeremiah again apologizes for her loss, and again I have to just say, being a huge Deadwood fan, seeing these two, I'm loving this. I'm I'm loving 
these two. Because she even stepped it up. It was cool. Like, she's usually just okay, but she stepped it up a little bit when he was in the scene. Like, she was was giving a little bit more. You know what I mean? You can see it. I'm like, oh, that was was good. In the infirmary, Alicia comes to visit Nick and Luciana, who's handcuffed to the bed. He thanks her for bringing Luciana back and asks if she is okay. She obviously isn't, starts to cry, and he hugs her. Back at the parking garage of the resort, Strand takes his key, hits the unlock button, find a brand new, which I guess brand new being it's 2010 in this timeline, right? Oh, man. Jaguar convertible and British racing green. My man, 50 grand. And he says, my style and my color. That's (laughs) right. My man, 50 grand. I kept... He I, I, I kept waiting. Is like, are they just because they've already said it seemed like they set up the thing about not taking cars. I'm like, are they gonna like stop him from taking this car? Or is he gonna get like surprise killed also in this episode? But no, he just kind of takes it and leaves. All right. Yeah, I guess they didn't have the key. She had the key the whole time, right? Uh, so it wasn't one of their like fleet cars they had lit, sitting around. It was, it was covered up. He was he's a happy camper driving away in that thing. It's like I wouldn't have liked to see Strand go because you know he's the best character on the show. But the <laughs> the idea of them like killing off Strand as a surprise, like that would have got me. I'd be like, oh okay, this show, this season means business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Madison's room, Alicia and Nick come in. Uh, they want to make sure she's okay. They sit down. Madison tells them that this is what's going to happen. We're going to stay here. We're going to make it our home, even if they have to take it over. That this is their fate. Travis died for them to get here. They have to accept it, get strong, do what needs to be done. She tells, uh, she then asks Alicia to tell Madison how it happened, like meaning how did Travis die. And then we kind of just cut to black. And that's the end of the episode. All right. So, big double banger there. We got through it. Uh, Before we get to our Toby ratings, the first Toby ratings of the year, we need a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, Daryl, would you mind taking it away, please? Sure. Uh, If you're a comic fan and you've been uh, looking for a lot of nice deals on comics and you don't want to spend that much money because they are expensive as hell, uh, you can go to DCBS Services and uh, check out the deals that they have for every month. They always always change up and they have new deals every month. You can buy bundles of comics for, for Marvel or DC if you want, if you're a superhero fan, or you can get uh, Vertigo books, you can get uh, Image Comics, which of course Walking Dead is based off of, uh, which is this show is kind of based off of that world. Um, you can check out that. You can also uh, get deals on anything from Dark Horse to to uh, Oni Press, which is a lot, a lot of indie work comes out of that. And, and don't you can forget, also, not, 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 I was going to say, not only comics, I mean, yeah, they, you they, got, they have a lot of comics, but they have like, and, they have our action figures, and they yeah, have statues, yeah. and they have games, and they have t-shirts, and uh, um, I, I got a really sweet um, Michonne hoodie for a friend of mine uh, from, from DCB service. That's and pretty cool. Usually, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Does it come and, with uh, a sword under the hood or anything? Or is it, no, no, it was, it was a hoodie, and on the back of the hoodie was a picture of Michonne with her two, mm-hmm. uh, her two uh, zombie uh, hounds. Her pets, yes. That's pretty good. And but um, they have all kinds of stuff there and great prices on all that, too, not just comics. Just right, like, and you can go out. to uh, in-stock trades and you can get a bunch of cheap trades. Like if you went to see the Wonder Woman film and you enjoyed it and you want to maybe check out some stories and trades by Wonder Woman, you want to dip your toe in it, you can actually go in. You just you can actually uh, look in deals of the week 
And there are a bunch of uh, trades, Wonder Woman trades that are out right now that you could pick up for cheap. So uh, just do that. It's it's a I've used it before. I know um, most of us on the panel have have uh, used DCBS oh, for yeah. a long time. So yeah. we're not steering you wrong. We're, we're sending you to the place that we actually use ourselves. So so join it. Excellent. Thank you very much, Daryl, for doing that. So on to our Toby ratings. We'll start with Aaron. Uh, let's see. I will give the first. Episode, Eye of the Beholder. Do you want to combine them or you want to just do like separate ones? Uh, I'll get this. I, I'll work through it as I'm talking. Okay. I, I will give Eye of the Beholder a solid three bust or Toby's. Uh, I will. I guess I'll give the New Frontier. I'll give that three and a half. There's more meat on the bones in that one. Um, now that I've we've talked through it, I thought about it a little bit. Uh, three and a half Toby's. Uh, so that makes I guess a combined total of three point two five Toby's. But you know, regardless, um, for a two hour premiere episode i I think it it has some strong set pieces despite some muddled moments as far as the visuals go um i do think this you know as a aesthetic aesthetically the show works uh but just some character stuff and things i just couldn't uh couldn't quite take into consideration as being the best uh that the show could offer but we'll see where things go because there's certainly some promise here so yeah um unfortunately i gotta get going guys i'm sorry um but uh it was great talking to you guys, as always. As always, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, Thanks for joining us, man. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Richard, your Toby rating, sir. Um, I, I'll just combine them together, because I think they're both a three and a half, three and a half Toby. Wow. Each. Um, it was, I mean, the one thing I can say is, out of all the Fear of the Walking Dead episodes there have been, these were the most action-packed and thrilling i guess in a way as far as the action and some other stuff so i had fun with it but like aaron said character work all all the flaws there that we've complained about are still there they're not as prevalent but they're still there okay uh daryl uh i would give the first episode uh, probably three out of five Tobys. It cinematically it works. Uh, there's a lot of nice action scenes in it. To see Travis become the beast that he became, <laughs> and I wish I uh, wish he had uh, been long for this world, but he's not. His character is not. Uh, it was great to see that, and I enjoyed it. And um, for the most part, I, I was I was really uh, digging the the first episode. When we got to the second episode, I would have to bring it down to like a 2.5 because oh. it's just the hospital. I mean, the fake hospital thing with Strand. Even though I like that, <laughs> I love that character. I love that character. But it just was kind of, you know, it just kind of took away from whatever the, the excitement for the first episode had. Uh, and the whole thing of them setting up in this new place, it just seems like a regurgitation of what we've had last season like we i already can see him nick and it f- covered in blood 
while the whole place is set on fire as he has to move to another um, <laughs> area when he goes on walkabout. Like, I, he's already, like, contemplating, like, how he's going to destroy this place. Like, I, he can't be here long, <laughs> that whole thing. Like, I, I already see it. Like, I already He said it. it. He said it already, he right? He said it. Like, I can't be here. I can't be here for too long. You know what happens when I'm here for too long, Mommy. Don't make so me angry, Mr. McGee. Don't yeah. make me angry. So it just kind of takes away from that. But I, hopefully they do something different with this. Um, and get and and do something with else with his character because he just um, he's supposed to be their lead. That's the one they keep telling us that they keep telling us he's supposed to be the the lead character. But um, I don't really have any feelings about his character. Uh, yeah, they haven't really done anything that I actually care. Like I care more about um, his girlfriend that got shot. And she was barely in the the episode. I I wanted her to be okay because I liked her character. I liked how they did they built her up. So um, I hope that she's a regular. I hope that they uh, don't let her just die off because I think she's a she's a good character for the show. I agree with that too. All right, Jim. I think I'm grading a little higher than the rest of you because I just watched the second season. Uh, in the past, like just a few weeks, to get ready, you know, for uh, to be back on the podcast for, wow. for The Walking Dead. So, like the past few weeks, I watched, I, I made it all the way through the second season, and, and you know, it was a bit of a slog. Um, mm. I am giving this a three seven five because it had more action than probably the back half of the last season did altogether. Um, it was it was interesting. It had some interesting scenes, some some good stuff. Uh, the flaws are still there from when I you know left the show before. Uh, they they really haven't gone away. Nick is still incredibly unappealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the some of the shots are, are badly blocked and and badly shot and too dark. Um, they're going through tropes that we've seen on the other Walking Dead show. But I do appreciate the energy that was that was behind these that I uh, was behind these episodes. Uh, I didn't see Travis's death coming because I didn't know he was going to be in an Avatar movie. Hey, uh, I didn't so, know that either. Me so, either. Yeah. Yeah. So that came as kind of a surprise to me, and it's been a long time since I watched The Walking Dead and been actually surprised by, you know, a major character death, you know? Right. That's the point I was trying to go for before. But, um, so compared to, like, the second season, which is still pretty fresh in my mind, uh, I will give this a 3.75 because it, it was a, it was an improvement, I thought. Okay. I was a bit more bullish on it. I... I... I was very impressed with the first episode. Um, the action, I guess I'm an action junkie. I've admitted that. I like when the show is, is operating at that pace in that right. way. Uh, I thought the direction was really sharp on the first episode. I mean, a couple, yeah, a couple little, you know, niggly things that, you know, all right, yeah, it could have been a little bit better, the editing, whatever. But, you know, and the crazy strength zombie got me a little bit. But I'm going to give the first episode a 4.75. I think it's the, it's the best, it's the best wow. I've seen fear. It's the be- it's, it's the it's the one episode I'm like I, I don't yeah, want to thro- throw something at the TV and like stupid yeah, think, Nick or stupid this yeah. person. Even Madison wasn't like saying dialogue that made me want to strangle her. She was being pragmatic. She was you know kind of in, you know doing what she had to do to survive and the, the spoon. Right. I kind of right. I liked where everybody was going. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. like you said, they, you brought up some good points talking through it. Well, they were hostages and they weren't hostages and they were captured again. Like yeah, that little stuff kind of you know all right fine. I, I'll I'll let it slide. The first one gets a four seven five. The second episode for me gets a four. And again, I'm going to say this because they're not 
saying or doing things that are annoying or contrary or just out of left field. Mm. Even mm. Madison was very pragmatic. She was very Rick like, like, no, we're right. still gonna we're gonna get through this. It's fate. We're, we're gonna, gonna take it. We're gonna take it. We're gonna do it. Yeah, I, 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 mm. she wasn't really that bad. And seeing mm. Travis go like that, it was like, whoa, that shocked me too. I did not expect it. I honestly thought, and I was sitting and watching next to my with my girl. And mm-hmm. I thought, no, this is a dream. Something's maybe he he fell he fell asleep in the helicopter and he dreamed this and he'll wake up in a minute. No, he really was dead. I'm like, what? No, I'm like, there's no way. I didn't expect it to happen that way. Even though I, like I said, I expected him to die last year. The way it happened in the cold open, I'm like, whoa. So um, combined, what is that? A four and a half, I guess. I mean, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. give it that. Um, yeah, that's pretty, if it, pretty if high it, praise. That's yeah. high praise. Well, if, if it continues like this, I can deal with this. I can, right, no. you know, and I can... Well, I, I, you, make, you make some good points. I totally agree with them. Right. This is, They're compared right. to the last season, this is much improved. I mean, this is much... The pace is better, as you mentioned, yeah. more action. Yeah. The, the characters are a little less one-note, except for Nick, who still seems to just be an annoying douchebag. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it just seems like, um, like they, they kind of, like, they heard all the criticism of the first couple seasons, and they're like, okay... We need to fix this. We need to, you know, put it into high gear. And I think, you know, like you said, you gave it a very high score, and I gave it a higher score than I probably would have if the comparing previous seasons had not been so lackluster. You know, yeah, that three was was giving it a lot because I, I, you know, yeah. we watched all these episodes over the summer, and it was it was it was rough going. That oh three. yeah, like, I don't think it got too many high praise of threes. I think it, yeah. It was in the twos and below. We, we were like 3.25, 3.0. Yeah, we were like in, yeah. that, in that range. And uh, right. no, I'm, I'm going to give it the credit it's due. I really, I really think so. And, and the sounds, I'm a big, you know, like the sound effects and the sound score. And I think that was also very, very good on the first episode as well. Mm-hmm. That was just intense and it ramped the action up. And I, I liked it. I mean, keep it going. That, that's fine with me. I can watch that all day long. Not Nick or promise or you know her doing something stupid that that's yeah, yeah. I, i'm done with that already I'm, i've had it with that like you said turning the lights on the resort i forgot about that like oh man you know oh, <laughs> man like, i don't know yeah, i want to kill you stop it you know yeah. But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. They've stuck with us uh, through the break. They've stuck with us through Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, all so, eight of them. All, well, it's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm convinced, like, the normal crew listens to the show. Even if they don't watch the Fear, they're, yeah. they're listening yeah. to us. You know, They've even said that. Like, I don't care about Fear. I want, I want to listen to the podcast. But those of you that actually watched it and put Toby ratings up, you're, we, we, this is your time now. And actually, you have the benefit of Jim Dietz reading <laughs> Your yeah. your Toby ratings, which is a rare treat. So, Jim, would you have added the Toby ratings, please? For our, <laughs> can you read all that? All, that all, all eight, of them. That all know. eight, right there. I don't, think, I don't know if my computer can hold all that in its memory, Ooh, but man. hopefully, I can. I can get by somehow. Um, it's a ram or something. Yeah, that's it. And God bless the people. I'm not only listening to the podcast, but also watch the episodes, so they have something to say when they give their Toby rating. You know, these, these are the elite of the elite, as it were, of our fans. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, DeRay Irvin starts it out with four Tobys out of five. I thought the season three opener was a thousand percent better. Then seasons one and two combined. Not a huge fan of how Travis went down, pun intended. But oh, oh I see what you did there, DeRay. But only because <laughs> I was actually starting to like where his character was going. Uh, Tammy Heisley, I am shocked to say how much I enjoyed these first two episodes of season three. I'm giving them four Tobies, even though I did not like how they did Travis. He survived a bo- zombie pit just to get shot. <laughs> 
showrunner said on The Talking Dead that there was no story left for Travis, but I feel good writer could have taken his character further. And we talked about that, yeah. Uh, Johnny Stower, four, let's make a character super more interesting, but let's throw him out of a helicopter out of five. <laughs> Excellent way to start the season. The new guy that got the spoon in the eye is an awesome actor I've seen in other shows before. Holy <laughs> to kill Travis. I mean, I knew he was going to go due to being cast in Avatar. Man, everybody knew about this. I know, me. I didn't even catch that. I don't care about Avatar. It's probably why I didn't even read that kind of news. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, probably. <laughs> I, it's, like, uh, it's like I hear names and stuff. It's not real until I actually see it. <laughs> Just not real. Uh, hopefully the prayers have been answered and this show got a whole lot better. Good, solid two episodes. Uh, Adam Fatah, I will give it four Tobies out of five. I did enjoy seeing Dr. Strand back at the resort. It was too convenient for a resort group to kick out Strand, especially uh, when he bailed them out in the crisis situation. At least he got a cool car as a parting gift. <laughs> I was shocked that Travis was killed, but at least we got a more ruthless Madison coming out of it. Hmm. Uh, Richard yeah. Chopper Cherry Cherrington, first episode, I'll give a four because us Brits like our tea, piping hot, too. <laughs> Just out of five. <laughs> uh, second episode, I'll give four. Holy crap, Travis is dead, out of five. Uh, both episodes were a massive improvement on previous seasons and rewarded us that, that stuck with the show by serving up a real treat. Uh, hopefully the standard can be maintained throughout the season. Uh, Rob Cook, four wasted Travis story arcs out of five. Just as he turns into a hardcore Maori badass, they kill him off. At least he got to do some awesome zombie slaying. Other than that, both episodes have more going for them than the previous two seasons combined. See, this is the same point we were making, too. Uh, yep. The military brothers, uh, the auto brothers, look to be interesting cast additions, and it's always good to see Strand. P.S. Never investigate a banging wall vent during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Rich, I hope you're still on because this one is kind of directed to you. Yeah, I see that. What, what uh, is this? Chris Pierce, I give it four out of five chub toed tangents. First Fear of the Walking Dead episode that was more enjoyable than chub toed tangents about wedding cake. Did he draw that? What is this book he, he wrote? Sure. It looks like a picture of a wedding cake with Chub Toad's face on it, I think. It, it, it's like, it's art. I mean, did he do this? Did he draw this? No, that's a picture from my Facebook that he probably put through a filter. And it says Chub Toad Unloads and Other Tangents by Chub Toad. That's the name of the book. <laughs> great volume of tangents and unloads. That's great. That is so awesome, Chris. Thank you for uh, for creating that. And and I don't know. Did you mention the cake? Do we even mention the cake? We did pre-show. We didn't mention it during the show, though. Oh, Ch I don't Chub think you did. It earlier. No, so, I did. I did when you introduced me. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Oh, okay. Because I know we fell down to Cheetos thing and the yeah. yeah. But, but, but that yeah, wedding we cake. We lost him for a little while and then we had to yeah. get back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like being bringing an astronaut in from a spacewalk. It's like, come on, now, come on back in the shuttle. <laughs> uh, but if you uh, please join our Facebook group, the Walking Dead TV podcast, it's on the Facebooks. You may have heard of Facebook, I'm sure you have by now. And uh, join our group, 821 members strong. There are also links there to reviews of the shows and news and fun memes about the show and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So check it out, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Thank you, Jim. It's just not the same without you doing that, man. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Well, thank you. I'm glad <laughs> I could. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, folks, we got through the, the monster size episode. Any closing comments? Anything you guys want to say? Predictions? You feeling good? Uh, 
Uh, I made the mistake of looking at uh, what will happen this season and Fear of the Walking Dead, and I actually saw some some scenes that I've already saw last season. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of kind of kind of like I don't know. And I'm on a probationary basis. I'm gonna go episode <laughs> by episode if it if it goes back into the. I'm out, man. So we do know that the showrunner's gone after this season, Erickson. He's he's stepping yeah. aside voluntarily or maybe not, but he's done. Isn't he there for the first half of this season? Yeah, and I think. After that, there's a new showrunner. Well, they're bringing Gimple like over. They're bringing Gimple over right. to oversee it. Right. So he's he's they're there bringing for bringing the, in the Gimp. They're bringing they're the Gimp out. Yeah, the Gimp. So, <laughs> so he's still there for the first half of this season. I thought it was for the entire season, the way I read the article. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the first half. But I thought either way, he's finished after a certain number of episodes and it's going to be turned over to Gimple and his team. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had my problems with Gimple, to be honest with you. I mean, I, some of the things he's done, the direction he's taken the show. So we'll see. But I guess it can't really get as bad as it was, right? I mean, season two oh, was pretty don't rough. Don't ever and... say it can't get as bad. They get bad. Don't ever say uh, that. Don't say that. Can get worse. Don't I mean, say that. How could don't he? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. Don't don't do it. Because Gimple did write some episodes like with the Grady Bunch and two episodes with the Governor and right. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, Just say I... that we hope that it will continue <laughs> to be as strong as it was for the first episode. We hope it. But he also wrote clear. I know, um, I know, I know. I mean, he he's good. He just sometimes isn't always, you know, Scott Gimple good. He gets I, experimental. I wanna... He gets experimental, yeah, he and, and he's very um, miserly and stingy with the action. And I'm, I'm again, I'm, gonna say I'm an action junkie. I like this show when it fires on that level. And he'll give it to you. He'll give you one episode, like the season opener. Okay, here you go, folks. Here's your little action. But then I'm going to get experimental and emotional the rest of the season. Like, no, give me a good mix. And that's that's the problem I've had with Gimple all along. He likes those kind of smaller type of stories. And I don't yeah, know. I don't, like, I don't need another Nick walking through the oh. alone in the wasteland drinking his own piss. I don't. I and don't o- need Ophelia, where the hell is she? I heard. Uh, her, yeah. Ruben Bl- Blattis is coming back, though. We've heard that. The, the, the showrunner said it on um, on The Talking Dead. We haven't seen the last of him. But Salazar. His, like, even his thing, the way he disappeared it's just laughable now how long he's been gone like he, he was in some kind of fire but then he's not dead like what, what is he yeah doing? he was he was in the cage and he wasn't <laughs> and the fire happened and then the lady got eaten but the, when he's they come the back, morgan of this show he's the morgan it, oh my God. it was just such a weird supposed death like at least with glenn he fell under the i mean it was there uh, that was pretty bad that, that, that was it was, it was bad show. yeah it was bad but it wasn't weird this whole thing where he's magically gone <laughs> when the whole thing is on fire and like where the hell could he have gone all that time like come on and yeah. I hope we don't get a whole episode of that because so when Gimple takes over, so yeah, guys, we we gotta we gotta flesh out the um, the Blada story a little bit. It's not really there. The Daniel Salazar story, we gotta we gotta flesh it out. Maybe do a couple episodes, and we'll just you know kind of see where he was, do a time jump. Yeah, you can see it, right? That. I know, well, right? I know, I see it. I see it coming. But I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want a whole episode of him trying to walk the, the us bearded, bearded governor again. The bearded yeah. uh, Salazar. It's yeah, cool. I don't want a, a whole thing of him just just going through his whole thing. Coming from Mexico, I, yeah. Yeah, coming north of the border again, looking for his daughter. Right? Don't need to see it, and I don't need to see a whole thing of this dude. The 
the Nick gets another mentor thing. You know, if this guy tries to mentor Nick. Oh, Charlie Utter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope they don't go that exact route either. He tries to mentor Nick. And he then, seems more angry yeah. now. He seems like he, yeah, I know, because everyone mentors him. Like, first it was, mm-hmm. first it was Strand, then it was, uh, what, the guy from the, the, the pharmacy guy, right? Uh, oh, God, I've got his name now, even. Jeez. Uh, uh-huh. from, from the Colonia. Yeah. My name's Paul. It's between y'all, that guy. Um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, he always get he always yeah. finds these kind of adopted fathers. The tr- and it's like yeah, the most troubled one out of the, the 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 problem child out of the group. We want to take him under our wing and give him everything. Yeah, like we want to like I don't get it. Like I just don't. And, and then the last thing, obviously, I I do want to see Troy die a horrible death. So hopefully, and, and they're setting us up for and, that. Thankfully, oh, so, I, mean, I think so. I want him to die a painful, horrible, disgusting death. So oh, I think that's coming. Okay, good. So that's nice. I mean, already I hate this guy, and that's good. Like that's already, yeah. you know, that's that's decent. That's they're setting us up for that. So that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, that's coming. All right, good stuff. All right, guys. Any other uh, final thoughts? So that's that's pretty much it. Where can our listeners hear us or see us or touch us or smell us when we're not talking The Walking Dead? How about you, Richard? Where are you at nowadays? What are you broadcasting? Uh, still on DC TV podcast there with Jim and Daryl. Um, we just recorded, was that last? No, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, episode yep. dropped last night. Yeah, episode um, 101. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's We're now right. syndication eligible. You're syndication. <laughs> Showing you 4.30 afternoons, right after the Big Bang Theory. That's right. <laughs> and Law and & Order SVU, yeah. And then Twitter at ChubToad01. Instagram's the same thing and all that. So, but yep, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Daryl? Uh, you can find me. You can go to uh, tailornetworkofpodcast.com and you can find a whole bunch of different podcasts. Uh, one is with me and Jim uh, with Nothing's On and we, we uh, put up our spoiler episode for Wonder Woman. We have other spoiler episodes as well and we cover a bunch of finales and new TV shows that are coming on uh, with Donnie and also of course with, with Chubb. We got DC TV podcast. And a bunch of other podcasts that are on the network as well um, that you can check out, like Sunday Comics Podcast, where we have a lot of interviews with uh, up-and-coming comic creators. And comic creators have been in the business a long time. Um, And also, if you're a fan of TV and you're a fan of the 100, recently on Gotham by Geeks, we had the uh, two of the writers, the Benson sisters, that are on that show. Oh, wow. On there. So you can check them out and probably look forward to seeing they're going to talk about the 100. We're going to get dig into that show that just wrapped up their uh, their fifth season, I think. Hmm. Uh, you can check that out on the Nothing's On feed as well. So just uh, Or just follow the Taylor Network feed. It, it, it covers all the, the podcasts that are on the network. You can, you can check out what shows you like. There's a reason you have a yeah. network of podcasts because there's so much. You just have to put it under one umbrella, right? So it is the yeah, Taylor yeah. Network of Podcasts. That's it, right? Yeah. Makes sense. And Jim Dietz, the Dietz Network of Podcasts, what, what do you got going on over there? Nothing. They, they covered everything I'm doing podcast-wise. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks a lot, guys. Uh, at Yoda Jones on Twitter. That's it. As you all hear me, I am the host of the Auto Chat Show, autochatshow.com, facebook.com forward slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, do some key interviews with auto executives, anyone related to the automotive industry. We've been on a little bit of a break lately, but we are going to actually get back to it. Uh, we've got, so we got four new car reviews that we're backed up on right now we have to get to, uh, including the new Hyundai Genesis. G 
90, which is an $80,000 Korean boat and a beautiful car. So stay stay tuned for that one. That's going to be our first episode back. Um, we also went to the uh, the spring break, which is a press event for, for motor journalists. And there's a lot of new cars we got to drive there. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. So stay tuned for the Auto Chat Show returning very shortly. In fact, we'll be recording this week on... Thursday, so look for it to drop probably sometime this week, and uh, and that's that. So, all right, who wants to close the show out? Jim, you want to do it? Nope. Yes, you do. Come no. on, Jim. You know you do. You haven't been back in a while for the for no, the uh, fear of the Walking Dead. I was here for the regular Walking Dead. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <But> there's, <laughs> there's no more room in hell in the dead or walk the earth. Remember. No matter how long the gap between seasons, Nick is still a whiny little punk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and good night. It's me. Take care. Good night. Don't show love, oh yes, yeah, son. I'm yeah, talking to yeah. you. Wanna get with